All right. Hey, <laughs> look at this. Live. We are live-ish for people listening, and uh, we've got three <laughs> of our crew here. Yeah, we've got the league. <laughs> it is unprecedented. Echo, 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 echo. No static, static, <laughs> static. <laughs> so I'm not going to say we didn't try to do this uh, a couple days ago, but uh, we did. And, um, well, <laughs> nope. Somebody made a mistake. I'm not, not going to point a finger, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, you know, on a podcast. P.S. I'm Brian. Um... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're gonna be trying to skim through and look at all the uh, Baldur's Gate cards. We're gonna skip pretty much all the reprints unless they're super exciting. And basically, we're just each take turns uh, looking through. From we're doing rarity ascending, so it's alphabetical in each rarity. We're gonna skim through, and each of us is gonna hold on to a card that we want to talk about and take turns. And since this is our first Trinity. Um, we will be starting in Discord order, which no one else can see, and that's going to be Cameron's going first. When you're looking through the comments, did you see anything that you liked first? Actually, there were two comments I liked, and I'll talk about one. Um, coming from like a green, blue, red background, I really like messing with my library. Um, so, like you know, Sunbirds Invocation and stuff like that, and you know, Rashmi and Intet. You know, they're like some of my favorite cards in Magic. Um, we have Lantern of Revealing. It's a three colorless artifact. Or, and uh, it says tap, add one mana of any color. And then it also has a second ability that says pay four, tap, look at the top card of your library. If it's a land card, you may put it onto the battlefield tapped. If you don't put that card onto the battlefield, you may put it on the bottom of your library. Um, I just really like cards like that in general. I don't know, they make me feel like happy that i get to like mess with the top of my deck and maybe get a free land drop it's sort of an expensive yeah. ability for four mana <laughs> um but you know when you're playing like intet or rash me or anybody else who really utilizes the top of your deck sometimes you do not want a land card or whatever is on top of your library and if you have no other mm -hmm. things to move it you know lantern of Re revealing is ramp and also can help you move stuff around and you can keep it on the top still which is i think the biggest part yeah kind of reminds me of thrasios but instead of putting it into your hand if it's not landing it goes on top or bottom which can be worse but in decks like as you said in ted or rashby where you the top of your library is important that can be better yeah so, yeah. you no, know, when you when you're not playing Thrasios, who's you know not broken or anything. <clears throat> nah, just just fair, uh, just play uh, Gretchen uh, Titch Willow instead. Same thing. Yeah, play insert green blue into <laughs> here. It's the same thing. Well, literally, her ability is uh, <laughs> two colorless blue green. Do the same thing Thrasios does. <laughs> We're just gonna say every Simic commander is probably similar to every other Simic commander. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a simile. <laughs> We've got a one of these episodes. It's just going to be like two and a half hours of us just making fun of Civic Commanders. <laughs> I mean, I could just probably edit together pieces from everything we've ever talked about and already have it. <laughs> a fucking compilation. <laughs> and 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 we wouldn't even have to name any commanders because making fun of one makes fun of all of them. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> Speaking of um, bad, what's your first pick? 
Uh, my first pick is Atrocious Experiment. Okay, uh, I'll go it's... find my next one. <laughs> <laughs> so this says uh, it's two to black for a sorcery. Uh, target player mills two cards, draw two cards, and loses two life. Or it reads target Brian O'Neill draws four cards and loses two life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty just, much. I love this. I'm I'm targeting myself with this card every time unless somebody's at two. <laughs> But yeah, it's, I think it's pretty good, because you fill your graveyard, which is important in a lot of black decks, you draw cards, and then you the life loss is two life, I mean, so it's the same life loss as Sign and Blood, you draw just as many cards, but you also get the mill. I believe Sign and Blood's an instant, so that's, it's a little uh, no. aspect. Is it not? Sorcery. Sorcery? Yeah, I'm playing this over in Sign and Blood in, like, almost every deck, maybe if I'm playing, like, Esper Control without much randomator stuff, I'd rather play Sign and Blood, but yeah. For the for the one mana premium to get it, uh, to get that extra bonus. Yeah, for the one mana premium, and I I think a lot of Esper control doesn't have a lot of graveyard interaction unless it's your sub theme. Yeah, I think there's another uh, card that you might uh, look at. There's one that says like surveil two, and draw two, lose two. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, oh, I forget its name. I have to look it up. Uh, yep, I mean, that that suits you. <laughs> Very clearly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my first pick is out of the commons. It's a red card, actually. Um, oh. Breath Weapon. Two and a red, common, instant. It deals two damage to each non-dragon creature. And, like, we kind of had to talk about this before. Uh, it's three mana instant, two damage to everything that's not a dragon. Okay, and that's great, because honestly... It's not going to do anything to most dragons anyways. So, except for changelings. Um, <laughs> most dragons yeah. wouldn't die from this two damage anyways, so it's really... It's a three damage shock the fuck out of everything. Yeah, and it's... that is potent. It is an instant, for sure. Mm-hmm. What is, uh... I think there's another card that's like it. I think I have like four or five of them. Storm's Wrath, maybe? Oh, there's a there's a couple. There's fiery bombardment, which is I think the same thing, but it says each non-pirate creature. Uh, is it a sorcery? Um, oh yeah, maybe. Storm's Wrath is a sorcery, but it's two red, two colorless, and it deals four damage to each creature in Planeswalker for four mana. I mean that's but, not bad, but for that same price, yeah. I'd probably play like uh, Chain Reaction, yeah. or at sorcery speed, um, I, I would even. I'm definitely going to play Blasphemous Act over that. Yeah. Like, uh, Now, granted, Planeswalker damage is a thing. So there is that difference in your, in your card mention for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think fiery... for three mana, it's a great thing. Go ahead. Uh, fiery Candid is an instant. So it's the exact same thing as this card, but non-pirate instead. But people like pirates. And... Yeah. Uh, you want to kill the pirates usually. <laughs> exactly, and, and also like these cards, like Pyroclasm is pretty good, but this is a one mana premium to get instant speed, which is really worth it. I think like having just like a early game board clear, especially in red, right? Like if you don't have red black, so you can't play like a lot of damnation effects. It's just like a way to get rid of small boards. It's it's a great way to say, it. oh, uh, now that you've managed to get your saplings out into play from Avenger. Uh, get your first land trigger okay now they're two power two body uh and you go to sack to go get a land in response to that i'm gonna kill all your saplings so you waste your etb yeah. 
It's it's like perfect for that. Also, like since it's instant speed, you can do it post combat, so you can line up combat damage to leave them at two mm -hmm. health and everything. It's just I like, it. I like I always like instant speed things over sorcery if they only cost one mana more. If I can do the same mm -hmm. thing for one mana more in instant speed, I usually like it. Yeah. All right, uh, it's uh, your turn, King. So. I'm trying to decide between two cards, but I think I'll go with the higher cost one. Marut, it's a artifact creature construct <laughs> for eight colorless, and it's a seven-seven with trample. And when Marut enters the battlefield, if mana from a treasure was spent to cast it, you create a treasure token for each mana from a treasure spent to cast it. So it's a free eight-eight if you use eight treasure or seven-seven if you use eight treasures to cast it. Uh, that's mm -hmm. not it. <laughs> or you, or you have parallel lives in play, <laughs> and panharmonicon, <laughs> and you and you sack eight treasures, <laughs> and he enters. And the first ETB goes off. You make sixteen treasures because of parallel lives. And then the second ETB, or I think parallel lives, by, or doubling season. Or parallel lives level. also affects tokens. Yeah, and then, and then uh, the second one happens. <laughs> and then the second Panamericon, so you spent eight treasures to make 32 treasures. Yeah, and you get a creature. <laughs> and you get a body for it. And the 7-7's seven there, too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no, this guy is, for a common, this guy's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck it. This guy's so funny. And even, you, play you get that dragon or whatever it is, uh, Goldspan, where all your treasures tap for two red. And sack for two red. Yeah. So you spend four treasures, and you get eight. Even with yeah. just that. Like, free creature, and profit. With Jolene, like, it's plus one treasure. So you get nine <laughs> treasures. It's still, it's it's absurd. It's, there's nothing, if you're playing treasure thematic, PS, fuck you. Um, this, there's nothing wrong with this card. Like, yeah. it's generally a mana ramp spell in most of the treasure decks. <laughs> it, it's a ritual. It's so good. This card's so funny. <laughs> also, if you're playing Urza, it says... Or no, the, stop it! Or, <laughs> or the uh, blue-red dragon from uh, Strixhaven, it says mana spent from treasures, not from mm -hmm. sacrificing them. Mm -hmm. So if you just tap them for mana, it still counts. So mm -hmm. you can... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which includes, I believe... Um, I think Commander Legends one had uh, had treasures that you could charge up for more mana. Oh really? <laughs> I think so. Like a treasure pile or something like that. It was a red one. I know it specifically. Um, you could charge it and add treasure counters to it, and then you could sack it for that much mana as chart as treasure pile or whatever. So yeah, I mean, Maru's insane, and I hate it. Uh, just like the meme I posted in mod chat. Just, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I guess it's my turn now. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do Candlekeep Sage for my next card. Uh, two and a blue for a legendary enchantment background. Uh, I guess we should explain backgrounds real quick. Um, a couple commanders in this set have choose a background, uh, which basically means if they're your commander, you can have this background also in the command zone and cast it as if it was basically a partner. Um, and they and it works like partner, but you can't like have two choose a background commanders. You have one choose a background commander and then a background. 
Does the background count towards the 99? I believe yes. So. Right. Okay. It is a second yeah. commander, specifically. The, the way to think about it at this point is it's not the 99. It's 100 with your commanders. Yeah. I think... Uh, yeah, your 100 yeah. cards includes your commander. So this mm -hmm. counts as a second commander, so it's also included in that 100. Which is why I really don't like companions, because they break that rule, period. <laughs> uh, Candlekeep Sage. Uh, commander creatures you own have won this creature enters or leaves the battlefield draw card. Uh, I don't really like this too much as a background with a choosing background commander, but I love this in, like, uh, Brago, in the 99 of, like, Brago, or, um, oh, what's the other Azorius guy from, or Ranar, the ever-watchful, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, flickering your commander, doing your thing normally, but also getting two draws off of it, right, because it'll leave the battlefield, then re-enter. So, like, you just generate way more value than probably you should be able to. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get profit off of your conjurer closet. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get profit off of your cabinet du conjurer too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. For bad people. No, it's just a solid enchantment. 100%. It's a solid enchantment. I like it. Um, my next thing is going to be a common that kind of covers a few other cards of the same kind. All the all the orbs of dragon kind. I think these are yeah. really great. They're all, as far as I can tell, they're all three cost mana rocks that <laughs> add a color of mana depending on the rock. And if it's spent on a dragon spell, they have different effects. The red ones haste, and so that's great. Like three mana for a rock that you need to tap it, add a red. If you cast a dragon, that dragon gets haste. Uh, what dragons don't like haste? Uh, dead ones. <laughs> uh, I'm building a Lausanne from uh, from Baldur's Gate, and uh, I have put the red and the blue one in the deck because they're in the colors. Okay. So, the blue one is uh, when you cast a dragon spell, scry two. Which is... Yeah. yeah, it's... Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I think the best are the red and green. Like, Hexproof for a turn and Haste are pretty good. Is there a fourth one, or is it just this? Uh, it's it's all five. It's one all five of, one of each color. I believe. Because there's one, there's one or two dragons of each color in this set. Um. So there's just straight up the orb of dragon kind from Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, and then no, I'm pretty sure it's just the three. Oh. Well, team so dragon is the thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, red's, like, the most popular color for dragons, and then green is the follow-up. Like, the only reason you'd want, like, a black or white one is if you're playing uh, mm -hmm. five-color dragons, really. Yeah, like, everybody and their ur-dragons. <laughs> <sighs> He's really just play Scion of all your dragons. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I'm next up. I don't really talk about yeah. um, black cards very much, because I don't actually play black that much. I just built them on a black Ugh. deck. But um, Chain Devil? Yep, pick him in a card. I'm not <laughs> sure. Like, So for one more mana than like Fleshbag Marauder, like those ones make each uh, person sacrifice a creature when it ETBs. But Chain Devil is a non-token creature specifically and it's one more mana than like Fleshbag Marauder. I think it's spectacular for one more mana than those ones. Cause I think it yeah. Tokens are very popular, especially token creatures. Um, 
So, I mean, hitting a non-token creature, most of the time you are going to hit something more valuable than a 1-1 one, one weenie that somebody has out. Or the thing making all the fucking tokens. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Avenger. <laughs> Tender shit yeah, dryad. This, <laughs> this guy's just, like, the best of this effect, in my opinion. I, the one-mana premium is just so worth it. Like, in decks that I was playing things like Fleshbag and Plaguecrafter <laughs> and all those, I was also playing the four-cost one that just does the same thing. Everybody sacks a creature. Uh, this is an immediate upgrade, period. Um, yeah. I'll probably end up playing both anyways, because uh, my singer really likes other people's creatures to die. Um, yeah, no. But this is going to probably... Besides Plaguecrafter's effect to kill Planeswalkers and the other one like Plaguecrafter... Um, mm -hmm on a clear board, this one killing specifically non-token, it's amazing. Like, you're right. This yeah. is... If if you're okay with four mana, this guy's... <coughs> like, yeah, it's an answer, period. And what's great about these effects is if, like, you play something like a Living Death and everybody gets a board, then you're just like, you sacrifice these guys and they <laughs> lose their board. Which is, like, I think fair, balanced magic. I don't like my opponents to have cards in play. <laughs> um, like, why should my spell give you stuff? No, I, I get to give them stuff, but then I like take it away at the same time. I'm <laughs> anti. I'm anti Oprah or reverse Oprah. You lose a thing, and you lose a thing, and you lose a thing. <laughs> Oprah from an alternate reality. I'm mono black Harpo. Mono black Harpo. <laughs> Is that Oprah backwards? Yes. <laughs> it's also the name of her production company. <laughs> Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's super cool. She's a pretty smart fucking lady. Let's be honest here. You know, <laughs> like top, top billionaire, top tier woman of her age, like sets the air of how to be an entrepreneur as a woman. Hey, you know how she's smart? She's got a house in Sun Valley. That's how you know somebody's smart. Maybe two. <laughs> she might own her own uh -huh. neighborhood if they even have those there. I don't think they do. Sun Valley's weird. <laughs> they have neighbor counties, not hoods. <laughs> Yo, you disrespected my county. <laughs> yeah, let me just go into my neighbor next door. They're in the next county over. <laughs> um. All right, your turn, Brian. I, yeah, fight, I fight guess, your card uh, after that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was gonna be my chain, my chain devil is gonna be my card. Uh, I gotta <laughs> pick up decanter of endless water. Um, right. Three mana for an artifact. You have no maximum hand size. Tap add a mana of any color. So if you compare this to thought vessel, it's one more mana but uh, produces colored mana, which is worse, I think. I think Thought Vessel is a better card than this, but I think Thought Vessel is also a very pushed card. But Redundancy. And, yeah, and Redundancy is good. Like, I, I'll play both of these probably in a lot of decks. And it's also going to be cheaper money-wise. Yeah, exactly. Three mana rocks, like, aren't the best, but, like, three mana rocks that do something good are pretty good, and I think this is better than, like, a Commander Sphere. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Something that does, does something good... A lot, not just once. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, my next one is it's kind of a, another card for redundancy effects. Uh, Cloak of the Bat. One, yeah. the, the art on on the normal card looks fucking sweet. Um, it's so good. And it's a two cost equipment. Equip creature has flying in haste for equip two. Uh, yes. Fuck yes. Like. It's prob I I think it's the cheapest put into play and equip total for haste and something else. 
Um, no, it's, it's Lightning Greaves is definitely the cheapest. Uh, okay, not considering Lightning Greaves or Swiftfoot Boots. Um, right. Haste and something else besides Hexproof or Shroud. Because yeah, those yeah. are top tier. Like, boom. Those two are the best haste equipments, period. In my mind. But aside from that, I think this is the cheapest and most... You get Evasion and Haste besides um, Whisper Silk, which is five cost total. Yeah. I think is this card's Silk Haste? Uh, no, it doesn't give Haste. It's just flying and... Uh, uh, not flying. It's just unblockable and uh, Hexproof. Yeah. Shr no, Shroud. Sorry. No? One of the two. It doesn't matter. But it's not Haste. Oh, yeah, what <laughs> um, that That's... I love this card. Like, I think it's really... And, and plus the art is just fucking sweet. <laughs> it, is, it is really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who drew this just came out of the Batman movie. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> like, yeah. even though this was made before the Batman... Was it made before the Batman movie released? The, it doesn't these, matter. These, these cards were definitely designed... These were, like, designed two years ago. Yeah. He heard Batman was getting made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, Cameron, do you have another one? I do. I'm not sure if it's a reprint, because I am really bad about keeping up with new sets. But, uh, Navigation Orb. Uh, it's three colorless, an artifact. You pay two colorless, you tap it, sacrifice Navigation Orb, search your library for up to two basic land cards, and or gate cards. Reveal those cards, put one onto the battlefield tapped, and the other into your hand, and then shuffle. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's new. It's either new, or it's only good now. Yeah. I... <laughs> Honestly, from, like, a casual, like, ramp, like, if you can't afford some of, like, the more expensive ramp that some things have, Navigation Orb is a spectacular artifact for casual ramp. Um, just because, you know, it fits in any deck because it can grab gates. And I know gates aren't, like, super good or anything, but the gates printed in Baldur's Gate especially are fantastic for multicolored decks yeah. because... They tap for one color regardless, and then you choose another color. So, I think they're pretty just good. Just like Josh's favorite land cycle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Thriving lands. Yeah, I think this card's good now. Uh, if it was, if it isn't new, and if it is new, I think it's going to be good. Like, I think gate decks are like they're at the point where like you can't. They're not just like a meme anymore. They're like a decent deck. Yeah. Uh, Thank, and and, yeah, yeah. and we didn't say this on recording, but thank goodness Golos is banned. Yeah. <laughs> if Golos is not banned, I'd be so annoyed with gate decks. It's like, ah, oh, you got Dragon's Maze. Oh, he activated it. He got the one that makes all the gates enter untapped. Oh, he played Dragon's Maze from his hand again. He got the one where it taps for man equal number of gates. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess kind of... For my next card, I just kind of... None of the initiative commons really stand out, but I think I'll just go over initiative in general. Mm -hmm. um, so, in, take initiative. Basically, when you take initiative, you enter, I believe, any dungeon, but you can only enter the new dungeon, which let me pull up. Uh, new dungeon. I should have been ready. Um, what's it called? Not Dungeon of the Mad Mage. Um... Oh, is there a couple new ones? No, there's... Uh, is there? No, no, no. No, there's no, just, I, just the Undercity. Yeah, Undercity. There we go. So I think I think you can take initiative into anyone, but 
Um, Undercity's the new one where you can take initiative and go into, I believe. Um, yeah, now that, is... now that the Undercity is released, you can go into it as your dungeon normally, but if you take the initiative, it specifically takes you into the Undercity. Yeah, unless, oh no, no, you, unless you're you already in another dungeon. You can't go into the Undercity unless you venture into the Undercity, specifically. Mm, mm-hmm. So, and I think initiative's the only way to do that. Um, maybe there's some cards that say that. So basically, you get a new dungeon, and then initiative is like Monarch, to where if you play a card that says you take it, you just take it, or if you get hit by somebody, you take initiative. Um, and then, at the beginning of your upkeep, instead of the end of your turn, you progress through your dungeon. Or whenever you take it, you progress through the dungeon. Um, yeah, so you get instantaneous effects too, which is really cool. Yeah, so if you already have the initiative and play a card that says take the initiative, it basically just ventures into the dungeon. And then once you're in the Undercity, or the dungeon you're in, you can progress through it with the other venture cards from AFR. And basically none of the common venture in the dungeon cards are great unless you uh, are playing a deck around it. So like none of them are that great on their own, but if you want to build a deck around it, which I think is super cool, I really love Monarch, um, then a couple of them are okay and stand out-ish. But basically I'd say if you want to play them, either go for the cheap ones or the cards that have effect, like cheap mana cost-wise, or the cards that have effects you would play otherwise. Unless yeah. you're doing an ETB deck. Like, if you're doing Esper ETBs, definitely run just, like, Aarakocra Sneak and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. But, yeah. Yeah, Initiative's a good mechanic. Um, I like it. Yeah, it, I really it's like gonna it. It's gonna need more, but we'll see in two years when they make another AFR set. <laughs> uh... Is that making my turn, even though you just went kind of went over a, an effect of the set? Yeah, yeah, it's your turn. I think that's probably the last uh, comment I wanted to talk about, really. That's all good. Um, I yeah. got Ghastly Death Tyrant. Um, it's <laughs> it's a Beholder Skeleton, 4 and 2 black for a 6-5, which isn't bad. Uh, when it enters a battlefield, you choose one. I, I kind of like choose one effects. and mm-hmm. But this one has... Choose one disintegration ray. Destroy target enchantment opponent controls. You lose life equal to its mana value. Uh, I play feed the swarm, and all black things, uh, because destroying enchantments is so far and few between in black. So uh, mm-hmm. that just means I want to kill enchantments, and there's so few options. Also, there's like none in Baldur's Gate for destroying enchantments. So. Mm-hmm. It's also good, and and if you want, you can have your creatures gain death touch in one turn. I mean, yeah. you're more than likely gonna end up blowing an enchantment if you're playing mono black. But yeah, why not? I think it's a great common. Six notably mana, feed the six s- mana, but casual like go for it. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. And notably, feed the swarm was also reprinted in this set, which mm-hmm. is a great pickup and a common. Yeah, and deadly dispute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> for my last common, I'm going to go with a uh, common white card. Your temple is under attack. Two colorless and oh, yeah. one white with uh, instant choose one. Pray for protection. Creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn. Or strike a deal. You and target opponent each draw two cards. Um, one of my favorite decks at the moment is my mono white weenies adeline deck because it's so aggressive um and your temple is under attack just gives you one you can draw i mean you get the downside of having somebody else draw 
but it can also protect your creatures. Yeah. The flexibility is really good on this card. That's pretty much it for commons. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess I have my last common. Yeah, good. Even though I probably could find more that I'm interested in, but this is it. Um, Ingenious Artillerist. It's kind of a redundancy if you're playing that kind of a, a couple of cards like it. Um, but it's two and a red for a creature human artificer, 3-1. Whenever one or more artifacts enter the battlefield under your control, it deals that much damage to each opponent. Yeah. Oh, what? You just dockside for five? Okay, all your opponents take five. Not one per each treasure, but one for the... for uh, You do the total number of artifacts is the damage you do to each opponent as one instance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it's really good if you have effects that care about the amount of damage you do at once. Like, uh, I think there's a red creature that if you do more than five damage with an effect, you draw a card. Um... I see it playing a lot mm -hmm. of Rurikthar. It's, yeah, so I think it's a really good creature, especially if you are playing treasures, because why not? Yeah. Works great with Mart. Mart? Uh, uh, fuck off. Marut? Marrecker? Marbroken? Yeah. <laughs> Absurd common? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Cameron, do you want to kick us off with uncommons? I will. Um, let's see here. I was just looking through. I guess I'll do with the first one I saw. Kadira, color of the small. One colorless, a green, and a white mm -hmm. for a 3-3. Three, three. She's a legendary creature orc ranger with uh, trample. And she says whenever Kadira, color of the small, deals combat damage to a player for each token you control, create a 1-1 one, one white rabbit creature token. This card's fucking stupid. Um... That's a, I mean, with the abundancy of, you know, like, treasures, and of course it's green-white, meaning you just, that, those two colors together really like their tokens. Um, yeah. The fact that it's just a deal combat damage, double your tokens, and then in green and white you have parallel lives, anointed procession, um, and all the other cards that double tokens, it's a... I, I don't know. That card just really speaks out to me about how insane tokens are nowadays. Because it's not you make a creature token for each creature token you control. It's for each token you control. So food tokens, clues. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Treasures. I think this card's also absurd because you can give it double strike, right? <laughs> yeah. You give it double strike and you have a parallel lives out. <laughs> And you, let's say you have three tokens of parallel lives of this double strike. You hit, you make six more tokens. Then you hit again because of the double strike. And so you have nine, you make 18 more tokens. Suddenly you've gone to 27, from three to 27 tokens. Yeah, and um, why not just throw a Strionic Resonator in there? Strionic <laughs> <laughs> Resonator? Or a Lithoform <laughs> Engine. Now you get a Mycosynth, and then you have the red card Josh talked about. So you dome somebody because <laughs> they all enter his artifacts. Or, and then you have Divine Visitation. So you're not making fucking rabbits. Oh. You're making four four <laughs> angels. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> it's a good card. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah, she's good. And it's going to be funny because your tokens are just going to breed like fucking rabbits. Uh, unironically. Yeah. 
Um, I saw I'll get this. I really like Acolyte of Bahamut. Um, one to green legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures, you don't have the first dragon spell you cast each turn, costs two less. Uh, you know, you can play this as a background, which I think would be cool. Pair it with, like, a red commander. Um, and play, like, some nice red-green dragons. Or you just, you know, I'm just throwing this in, like, Scion of the Earth Dragon or something. Or Tiamat. You can make Tiamat an Acolyte of Bahamut and make all the D&D &D players seethe. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just good, you know. Dragons, like, the cost reduction, two-mana cost reduction is pretty great. It's, like, the three-mana goblin from, uh... Invasion, I want to say, but yeah, just generically good. You know, not like a flashy card, but it'll put in work. Yeah, I can see that. Um, my first uncommon. It's probably one that I'm stealing from Brian. Um, <laughs> Bone Collar Cleric. Um. So, both of us like our apprentice necromancers and our doom necromancers. What this one has over them is, yes, total, the mana is usually going to be way more total, but it doesn't have to tap to sacrifice to do the effect. So, you could do it the same turn. Mm-hmm. You can do it the same turn, which is huge, because, like, if you're doing, like, a reanimation loop, which I don't know what kind of degenerate would do that, um, <laughs> and you, like, you re reanimate your graveyard, you get a bunch of ETBs, you can sack the ETB creature, and then activate this right away, get the ETB creature back, get it again. So it's, like, good the turn you're comboing off, and also just good for the rest of the game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you sack it to bring back, like, Phyrexian, uh, uh, thingy and bring it back for two life. I mean, that doesn't seem bad at all. Yeah, you can like you can like play this, sacrifice it, get Phyrexian Delver, bring this back, sac sacrifice Delver to like Ash Nods, get two mana, and then sacrifice this, get back like uh, Grave Titan, sacrifice ah. the Grave Titan and the two tokens for six more mana. You've made eight mana. You've spent a total of eight mana. So you've spent the same, but you have suddenly one, two, three, four, five, six death triggers on the stack for anything. So you can like drain you can do like drain tank stuff with it. Or your rebel and riches or black market or whatever, you know? Exactly, yeah. Like if you're playing death triggers you can do stuff like that. Or if you just like wanna like do like a big pop off turn with like a living death, you can also use this in the between the turn. Whee! But yeah, I like effects that I can use on creatures that are not taps, if I can. Yeah, I fucking love this card. <laughs> Alright, Cameron, your turn. Uh, so, yeah. we all know that one of my pet decks that I really enjoy playing if I need to win a game is my Safi Eric's Daughter deck. Um, <laughs> you fucker. I've had a couple of people play that deck and tell me, you have a card in here that is not spectacular, but it's like my pet card, uh, Treasure Keeper. Uh, it's it's just Cascade when it dies for three. I think a card I would definitely replace it with that's in the uncommon slot in Baldur's Gate is Mage's Attendant, which is two colorless and a white. It's a cat rogue. Uh, it's a 3-2. 
and it says when mage's attendant enters the battlefield you create a 1-1 blue wizard creature token with pay one sacrifices creature counter target non-creature spell unless its controller pays one uh this gives me repeatable <laughs> counters in <laughs> i think uh so not only this card is a reprint from uh capenna oh, okay but, uh, which is fine, but this card is pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> In Safi, it just gives me a way to counter non-creature spells. So, yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, reusable Mana Tithe seems good. Yeah. I think I actually just run Mana Tithe in the deck, too. Dude, Mana Tithing somebody in Commander is the most satisfying feeling on this planet. It is pure ecstasy. Almost as fun <laughs> as playing Darkness in Mono Black. <clears throat> darkness. I saw a foil Darkness at the card shop the other day, and I was oh, this God. close to. I was this close to just spending all my money. <laughs> I just got a chub. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Darkness is one of my favorite black cards. Like for casual commander, like, I I love it because people who haven't played me never fucking see it coming they think they've got me they crater hoof and everybody's like oh well i'm done and i'm like wait why y'all scooping darkness <laughs> and everybody's like oh, what does that do <laughs> yeah darkness is pretty good oh my god i'm attacking the darkness <laughs> i take the dark that's such a good skit okay you see an elf before you <laughs> anyway <laughs> Uh, is it my turn? What that have cost me? Um, the uh, camera just went. It's my turn. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna do campfire. <laughs> uh, so commander, commander speaking is good. Campfire, one mana artifact. You can pay one, tap it, gain two life, or you can pay two, tap it, exile campfire. Put all commanders you own from the command zone and your graveyard into your hand, then shuffle your graveyard into your library. Oh it's yeah, just... the command beacon redundancy. Yeah, it's command beacon redundancy. It's probably gonna be a lot cheaper because I assume this set's gonna have a pretty big print run and it's an uncommon. Like uh, this card is gonna see a lot of play. I'd get used oh, to it. Oh, and, and it I'd also hits it. both of your commanders, not just one. Yep. So if you got uh, partners, puts them in. It also grabs them from the graveyard, which is huge. If you've uh, yeah, you know, somebody sack, took your sack turn, your, sack your graveyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall, pretty great card. Yeah, it's nice to see sure. more of those effects in Magic, especially for Commander, because I've had times where my Commander costs like 20 mana, and I just can't be bothered. Yep. <laughs> just can't. I, I can't be fucked. <laughs> oh, oh, you can be, but you just, you can't get it up anymore. Because um, you've been fucked so hard the rest of the game to get your Commander to that tax. Um, <laughs> so, my next uncommon card, um, probably... A card, if, I, if I'm playing the color, I'm going to get it. Uh, cut a deal. Uh, it's two and a white for a sorcery. Each opponent draws a card. Then you draw a card for each opponent who drew a card this way. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Yep. Like, and they reprinted the, the black cards where everybody, each opponent discards a card. You draw a card for each card discarded this way. This is the exact polar opposite, and I love both of them. Yeah, it's nice it's to see that... white continually getting more draw power because it was like one of its weak points for the longest time, and now yeah, in like it's my absurd. 
in my Adeline deck, I always have a full hand, and my average CMC of that deck is like 2.2. <laughs> I am yeah. always filling the board with creatures for my hand. And, and that's the big thing, is like, it was never a problem for like white weenies decks, right? Because they all they had a bunch of the mentor of the meek effects. You could run a bunch of the tribal stuff, but it was like forced white into that sh- uh, stranglehold. And now stuff like cut a, cut the cut a deal, secret rendezvous, defend the temples out, to where you can draw cards and not be forced into playing like a small creature package. The downside is that it also lets other people draw. I mean, it's not too big of a deal, but at the same time, it's it's, it's nice to see more draw for white. Yeah, well, you'll always... if you So if you view the game as you versus your opponents as a conglomerate, you'll always be equal in the draw with them. That's true. But if you view it as you versus uh, you versus each of your opponents separately, as long as two people draw, you're ahead of each opponent separately. Yep. But you'll never be behind and draw with this card, which is good. So either way you view it, which I think are both valid options to view a game, you uh, come out uh, at least equal. Um, for me next is uh, another legendary creature. I am obsessed with the legendary creatures in this set. Uh, we have Minthara, Merciless Soul. Two colorless, one white, one black. Uh, she's a 2-2 elf cleric. She has Ward X, where X is the number of experience counters you have. At the beginning of your end step, if a permanent you controlled left the battlefield this turn, you get an experience counter, and then creatures you control get plus one, plus oh for each experience counter you have. That's pretty um, cool. That's actually pretty crazy. Wow. It's in black and white, so you have access to some of the most powerful draw in the game, along with a lot of weenie effects on top of all of like the... Um, aristocrat style cards to help you have your permanents leave the battlefield so you get experience counters it's i think the experience counter on this card particular is balanced in a way because you can only get it once per your turn so maybe at max you get seven experience counters but still that's ward seven and creatures you control get plus (laughs) seven plus oh yeah this card's crazy this card's actually so crazy yeah now all you gotta do to really uh, add redundancy to this is play the other black white experience counter commander in the deck. Davos? Yeah, the enchantment guy. Yeah, I think... mm-hmm. yeah. Because that still adds to your experience counters, and then you're getting more permanents that may leave the field to give you more <coughs> experience counters. That's <laughs> uh, pretty gross. No, stop. Oh. <laughs> A black-white commander um, that, that gets experience and gets better the more you do black-white aristocrat things. Uh... Everybody loves playing against aristocrats, right? uh... It's fun. Yeah, I do. Um, Dungeon Delver is my next card. Uh, one to blue, legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures you own have room abilities of dungeons you own trigger an additional time. I like dungeon decks. I'm going to play wow. this in my Sephiroth of the Hidden... Ways deck. Uh, I don't know if I'm. Is there a uh, uh, venture into the dungeon commander with choose a background? Um, I don't think so, but I'm definitely playing it with my mic. With your mic? Mike the dungeon master. Oh yeah. <laughs> I am definitely building that right now. Like I've already got it. Like the list. I'm just tinkering at one or two cards here or there. And then I'm going to make it. It's only going to cost you like 40 bucks. (laughs) 
but it's going to be hilarious. I'm going to take the initiative. I'm going to have a party. I'm going to venture into dungeons. I'm going to do all kinds of silly Dungeons and Dragons shit with a deck. Because Mike the Dungeon Master. Yeah. I think that's funny. I hope it's funny. <laughs> because right. if um, it actually wins, it's going to be really funny. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Aranus, Gloomstalker. Two and a green, legendary creature, halfling ranger, 3-3. Three, three. And no, I didn't pick it because it's a halfling. Um, I, I thought about that. Uh, Death Touch. Okay, that's pretty good for a 3-3 three, three, for 3. Um, whenever Aranus Gloomstalker attacks, return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield. And it has choose a background. Um, if you're playing fetch lands, uh, this guy's nuts. So, like... Yeah. He attacks, you bring a fetch back, you sack it, go get another land you want. And then every time you attack, you get that fucking same fetch back, and you just keep going. Or you have other lands that do really cool things when you sack them. Like, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think he's really good. You can, you can also pair him up with the double attack triggers cards. Uh, Wolfgar of Icewind Dale, and then what was the one from Capenna? Uh, I do not remember. Neither do I, fuck. I don't know. I think you can pair him up with it if you choose the right background. Or, no, 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 the, it wasn't for me. It was Kamigawa. It was Ishin. So you can't f pair him with Ishin, but you can pair him with Wolfgar if you take a red background and get his trigger twice. Mm-hmm. And it'd be very easy to get a red background. Yeah. I mean, you're probably building combat decks anyway, so a lot of the red ones are combat-focused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get it with, um... You play red green and you get your thing out that whenever a mountain enters the battlefield you do damage. So every combat you get a lightning bolt. You somehow make all your mountains lands mountains, or you bring a fetch, you go get a mountain lightning bolt. Boom. Yeah, we need one of the we need an herborg for mountains. You mean Blood Moon? That's kind of it. <laughs> but it doesn't work the same way. I get what you're saying. No, um, go ahead, Cameron. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, this card I just find to be very interesting. And, uh, you know, we all like gambling and high rolling. Uh, so, Nothic. Four colorless and a black 4-3 horror. Uh, when it dies, you roll a d20. Uh, one through nine, you draw a card and you lose a life. 10 through 19, you draw 2 cards and lose 2 life. And on a 20, you draw 7 cards and lose 7 life. Um, <laughs> I know we have 2 reanimator players in here. Uh, I don't know if you guys will be running this, but I... For, for 5 mana, and, I mean, it's sort of expensive. I think there's Phyrexian Rager, which is like uh, 4 mana when it ETBs, draw a card, lose a life. Yeah, it's 3 mana, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nothic is two more mana, but you have the chance of drawing two cards, seven cards, or just one card, obviously. But I think it's, it's cool. It's really funny. <laughs> well, are you going to kill my Nothic? <laughs> Afraid of me rolling a 20? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much was he again? Uh, four colorless, one black. <clears throat> yeah, four colorless, one black. So he's five mana, <laughs> and you can just you can just keep killing him over. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can kill him, reanimate, and then kill him, and then reanimate him. 
He's also a horror for your Umbris deck. I actually took apart Umbris uh, to build Arvanox the Mind Flail instead. Betrayed. I know. It's sad. <laughs> I, I, I support you. <laughs> After all we went through to get Umbris, Cameron. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Josh knows about this. Uh, Cameron tried to get Umbris. He bought one of the commander decks, thinking it was in the commander deck because it has a commander deck symbol. But uh, like, <laughs> but wizards, like the awful human beings they are, actually just made a bunch of cards. I think this was the only set they did. This Wrong. Set, they did it with this cards. set too. There are specific cards mm -hmm. only in the set boosters and not in the draft packs and not in the commander decks. Yeah, that's so yep. annoying. They They're even like, went a so commander list cards. They it's even went further with it in Baldur's Gate, and there are only cards you can get in collector boosters. What? That's so fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a conversation I'm going to have to find out, because that's bullshit. I mean, I think it's just bullshit in general that they're separating cards between draft and set boosters to begin with. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's so dumb. It's like, why would yeah, I... Yeah, see, both of those are kind of affordable. But putting cards specifically only in collector boosters? Like, fuck right off. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's really fucking stupid. You, when that set came out with Umbris, I was fuming over the fact that they <laughs> did that. I was constantly <laughs> bitching so about bad. it. I, I, I drove him home after he bought the commander deck, and the entire drive home was just him fucking, like, cursing out wizards. It was, it's kind of funny. I was annoyed beyond belief. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would be mad, too. I'm not laughing at you because it's, like, unrealistic. I just think it's a funny situation. It's, yeah. <laughs> not happy about it. <laughs> fucking Mark Rosewater fucking taking my money. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah, and I'll do my card because um, I don't want to stay on this topic for too long. Uh, By the way, Ganax. the low price of collector boosters for Commander Legends is twenty six dollars. Oh yeah, fair, fair about. Well, I hope you win the raffle at ABU Commander. Oh, I'm so. <laughs> I forgot that that was today. Oh yeah. I'm gonna win it. I'm gonna win it hands down. I got like three tickets in there. I'm getting all of them. <laughs> I'm trying to find out what cards are only in the collector booster so I can rage. I, you know, I might, I, I could be incorrect because I, I heard it from I don't remember his name at ABU, and I probably shouldn't say names, but he was talking about it, and I was wasn't really listening because that a, that's a tangent I'll go on forever. Type it in mod chat. Type it in. Wait, hold on. I, I don't remember his name. It's fine. No, <laughs> it was not. Uh, I'm gonna do a card while Josh looks that up. Uh, mm -hmm. Ganax, Astral Hunter. Uh, this is the card I'm probably gonna pair with uh, Accolade of Bahamut if I end up building that deck. Uh, four and a red for a three four. <laughs> Josh, you might want to plug your ears. Three four dragon with flying. When Ganax, Astral Hunter, another dragon enters the battlefield under your control, create treasure. I hate, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you just build a nice little dragon treasure. Josh, it's you gotta admit having a dragon deck where they hoard treasure is pretty cool. Eat a dick. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yes. enough. I, I hate super push things that, that make the format too fast. 
And they're doing it everywhere. Like... <laughs> Every set, there's so many treasure cards. And then they're making them good, too. Like, if treasure cards were bad, that'd be one thing. But no, these are good without having treasure stuff on them. Yeah. Like... And then they're making it synergy. No! Stop it, Maru! Um... <laughs> <laughs> grumble crumble <clears throat> okay my card not treasure related um minus ghost lantern um it's one in a black for an artifact equipment whenever a creature you control dies you put a plus one plus one counter on equipped creature equip one okay that's fucking amazing and by the way it also has an adventure part oh really which is um one in a black for bind spirit Instant adventure. Return target creature from your graveyard to your hand. Okay. Which is really good because you, you played your commander, you drew this card late, and then somebody board wiped. Okay, you let your commander go to your, your graveyard, play Bind Spirit, put it back in your hand, play your commander, play the Ghost Lantern from the adventure zone, and go to town. At least that's how that's... my brain thinks it. No, I think that's pretty good. Like, it's a recursion that you can use for something else later. Like, yeah. Yeah, why not? I, uh... And if you're playing a commander that has a lantern on it, PS, not Turgid. Um, you, like, this is really good in Conrad. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. For, uh... Your turn, Cameron. For my next card, um, Wild Magic Surge, which is Red Red Instant, uh... I always like talking nice. a little bit about uh, power creep in Magic. Uh, we have Chaos Warp, which is uh, two colorless and a red for an instant. Um, and Wild Magic Surge says, destroy target permanent and opponent controls. Its controller reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a permanent card that shares a card type with that permanent. They put that card on the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of their library in a random order. I mean, it's... Sorry, I... Sorry you go I ahead. think it's better than uh, Chaos Warp. Uh, it's one CMC less, and it's only a certain permanent, so, I mean, you can hit a land with this, which is fair land removal. Um, you can hit... I mean, you can hit... Chaos Warp can hit lands, too, but yeah, I, I think that Wild Magic Surge for an uncommon is very good. I think this card's a lot worse than Chaos Warp, because uh, the reason is, Chaos Warp, it shuffles it into their library, and then they reveal the top card. If it's a permanent, they may put it into play. Ah. So, if they hit an instant or sorcery, they don't get to play it. If they just hit a land, like if I chaos warp your blight seal and you hit a land, like you just got a land for your blight seal. But if I chaos warp, if I wild magic surge your blight seal, you're guaranteed to get at least an artifact or a, or creature. a creature. Yeah, yeah, which is why I think this is worth worse. I still think it is very good, and I'll be playing this in a lot of red decks, especially. Um, red decks that aren't like if it's not red green if I'm like red black so I need one enchantment removal I'm playing this I think that was is my last uncommon uh, uh, also the, uh, yes, the other difference there is that yeah. um, with chaos warp I can hit my own thing true yeah <laughs> but wild magic surge can only get the same kind of permanent that they just had so yeah, if you blow up an enchantment, they get another enchantment. If they have one. But it doesn't mean it's going to help. So, I mean, it's like, if you blow up a creature, there's no telling that they're going to get one that's going to be good for them. Another, you blow up a combo artifact, they'll probably get a rock. 
So, the, I mean, they, they probably won't profit in the way that they want to, uh, but you're still hindering them, which is, in certain colors, very difficult to do. It also destroys it instead of putting it back into their deck. I mean, I, I guess the graveyard right, is an easy too. way to get things back, especially in red if you destroy an artifact. But <laughs> well, at, at minimum, you know you're not—they're not getting the same thing back. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the Tybalt's trickery version of Chaos Warp. Yeah. Um. I think it's. Cool. I guess that makes it. I guess that makes it my turn. Um. I think really great card is Guild Artisan. <laughs> so this is one in the red for a legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures have when you attack an opponent, if no player has more life than that opponent, create two treasures. So I think if you're playing like Wolfgar of Icewind Dale or Ishid of Two Heavens is One, you can uh, you can make four treasures a turn. Even just making two a turn is pretty good. I think. Not many decks have played this as the background, but I do think this fits into the 99 a lot, kind of like Candlekeep, uh, Sage of Candlekeep. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. And it's, and it's pretty limited, unlike most treasure cards. <laughs> Alright, so my next uncommon in the L's, um, and this is... I, I'm picking out way more cards than you guys, so I'm having to skip some anyways. But... I'm going to go with Lulu Loyal Holophant. <laughs> and I had to say that slow because I wanted to say Loyal Lolophant. And it's a three and a white elephant angel 3-2 legendary creature with background. Okay, for the memes, that's fucking hilarious. Um, it's a legendary elephant, one. Um, flying, <laughs> yes, when elephants fly, you can build a Dumbo deck. Um... At the beginning of your instep, if a permanent you controlled left the battlefield this turn, put a plus one plus one counter on each tapped creature you control, then untap them. What? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's pretty insane. This is the nuttiest white creature with a background I think I saw out of all of them. Yeah, I think uh, I think this card's pretty insane. Because, uh, like, apparently leaving the battlefield is not hard. Like, Revolt isn't hard to trigger. And basically this, like... Like, if you think about this as Vigilance, it doesn't seem that great, but it's way more than Vigilance, right? Like, if you're tapping creatures for mana, mm -hmm. because you have a green background, which green, green-white's a great color for uh, plus and plus one counters, uh, then suddenly you have access to, like... Tapping for mana, untapping, having them open up to tap for mana again to have response on your opponent's turn. You can tap for effects like uh, Elvish Piper or whatnot, then untap them and do it again. It's I think this card's insane. Yeah. For a fucking elephant angel, not only is it funny, but it's scary. Like, yeah. and it's easy to... You put this in your green-white um, rabbit deck with Kadara. And, yeah. oh no, I just made all these tokens, and somehow they're tapped or whatever. Like, you can tap them <laughs> for Manica's green, or whatever. But, yeah. ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Vigilant rabbits. Deck must not go to Camelot, it is a silly place. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that, I, I don't often be like, whoa on white cards, but damn. 
Yeah. White got some good stuff in this set. Also, I'd play it for the memes, let's be honest. It the card just looks hilarious. No, it, it, it's it's like it's like super dumbo. And it's an elephant angel. <laughs> Alright, Kimmy, your turn. Um is it cool if I move on to rares? Uh, let me check I didn't really have any more uncommons I wanted to choose from. Uh, but first, um, I, I want to do one card before we move on to rares. Okay. Um, because yeah, I, I, made, because I made a meme for it, and it's Nemesis Phoenix. Um, three and two red for a 4-2 flying. Two and a red, return Nemesis Phoenix from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped and attacking. Activate only during the declared attacker step, and only if you're attacking two or more opponents. Um, people were like, oh, Nemesis Phoenix, you know, um, but I'm, I'm attacking, but I'm attacking more than one people, so which one's the Nemesis? And I did the whole, the, the, um, Gru meme. It's like, haha, Nemesis Phoenix, reanimate while attacking more than one person. Wait, which one's the Nemesis? You're the Nemesis. You <laughs> are the Nemesis. Yeah. Um... And then did you also want to do your commander you're building? Because you're building an uncommon commander with, I think, also an uncommon background. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I'll, t I'll do that real quick, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Is his background uncommon, the one you're planning on doing? Or? Yeah, Sarabok? I... Yeah. Yeah, Sarabok yeah. and his background are both uncommon. Yeah, you should uh, So Sarabok Deathbringer, he's a three and a black, three, four, uh, human knight, mono black. Um at the beginning of each player's end step, if no permanents left the battlefield this turn, that player loses X life, where X is Sarabok's power. Okay, so out the gate, it's if a permanent doesn't leave battle this turn, leave the field this turn, on your turn you take 3 damage, or lose your life. And that's good. And he has to choose a background. And the background... Oh, where the fuck is it? Is it actually common, or is it uncommon? I saw a minute ago. Um... Criminal, criminal past, criminal past. Where are you? Uh, one brain shutting down. One second, sorry, I was not prepared. You're good. Right, uh, it is uncommon. And see, how did I miss it? Um, criminal past is a two and a black uncommon legendary enchantment background. Uh, commander creatures you own have menace and. This creature gets plus X plus O, where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard. Immediate synergy. Because, um, let's say you had, you buried alive. Okay, so with this enchantment and Saravok out, your Saravok's now a 6-4. And that means if a permanent does not leave the field, an opponent's losing 6 life on their turn. So, it makes your opponents be aggressive. You better start killing shit, or it's gonna hurt. Commit murder, or be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Yeah. And I'm gonna keep filling up my sense. graveyard and just being like, alright, well, oh, your, your draw go? Cool, take ten. <laughs> <laughs> you better start um, You start, better start playing with the t table here, man. <laughs> just, just kill some stuff, honestly. You know, everybody's doing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing solitaire. Let's play magic. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I'm going to do one last uncommon, because I think this card uh, is really important for CDH. Uh, Rug of Smothering. Uh, three mana for an artifact construct, 1-3. 
flying, whenever a player casts a spell, they lose one life for each spell they've cast this turn. So like an anti uh, aether flux with four. It affects you too, but I think this is a great stacks piece for like uh, CDH. Maybe it won't be as good. It might come down a little slow, but uh, I really like it. I, I think I'll experiment with it. I haven't read too much into. I haven't been reading too much in the Magic community as of late because I've been busy for <laughs> a little while now. But uh, I think this card's pretty cool. I'm gonna try it out. Uh, yeah. At, at, at minimum, it's every spell costs your uh, costs one life. Yeah, and that's only if they cast one spell a turn. Yeah, so if they're trying to storm off with an Ad Nos... <laughs> yeah, no, you just can't. Like, you cast Ad Nauseum, you lose one. You lose all the life from Ad Nauseum. Each spell you cast after that's costing you two life. Like, even if you play Aetherflux, you're going even. Like, you're not going to be able to win with Aetherflux with this in play. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, boom. <laughs> and you're... Triggers resolve first if it's during their turn, so they can't even like gain the life from Aether Flux, shoot you so you die, so your trigger goes off the stack. Like, because yours will resolve first, so they don't get the oh. life gain before. And if, the and life if they're loss. trying to do some kind of uh, underworld breach combo, they, they can't. And, yeah, unless they they, can't. they can't. They just can't, period. Yeah. Every single spell they cost is cast is just going to hurt them. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, shit. I might want to get one of these for this weekend, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cameron, do you want to do your? Do you want to take us off with the rares? Absolutely. Let it begin. Brain Stealer Dragon, five colorless, black, black. Uh, it's a six-six dragon horror with flying. Uh, at the beginning of your end step, you exile the top card of each opponent's library. You may play those cards for as long as they remain exiled. If you cast a spell this way, you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast it. Whenever a non-land permanent an opponent control owns enters the battlefield under your control, they lose life equal to its mana value. I just built Arvanox, which is the same thing as this guy, except it's the bottom of their library, and... Uh, I think only permanent cards that you can cast from it, but it's any mana. Uh, I need this card for that deck because it <laughs> is so good, and it also gives you a way to hurt your opponents more by casting their spells. Yeah, I think the, I think Brain Stealer Dragon is pretty cool. And what a sick name! Right, its and, art and is art. also cool as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, Don't, sorry, that's my. First I think you were saying something, Josh. Uh, no, uh, you're next, Brian. And I, I oh yeah, I, yeah, I think you're about to take the card I was going to do first. What? Uh, I, I'm sure I won't. I'm sure I won't. Actually, actually, I know I won't because <laughs> the <laughs> I, Cameron. Do you want to explain why my next card is Astrian the Decadent? Um, <laughs> hold on, let me. Oh, I see him. Uh, <laughs> okay, you can you skip the card. I, okay, so, Brian, I'm in a D&D &D campaign where I'm playing uh, a Dampier, which is a uh, half vampire, technically. Um, and we went on this argument about how my character is uh, not an elf, but is a Dampier. Uh, and then Brian saw this card in the spoilers and was like, look, you're wrong. 
Because <laughs> he's, yeah, well, well, he's a vampire elf rogue. <laughs> before this, I was like, yeah, well, what was your... So if your mom's a vampire, what was your dad? Because your dad wasn't a vampire when you were born. He's like, an elf. So I'm like, so you're an elf. <laughs> and that's the, only, that's the thing that always messed me up when I was playing, like, Commanders and stuff. I mean, uh, Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Okay, I'm a half-dragon. What's my other half? Half what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, us- it's usually elf, assumed human. Halfling. Right. Assumed, right, but... Well, uh, I don't think racist. halfling. I don't think halfling is. <laughs> that's so racist saying that only humans would fuck anything on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like the really the lowest int half orc barbarian, and then you're like, all right, you're half orc, half what? Orc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also really like this card. Uh, four white black for a four four uh, legendary creature, vampire elf rogue, death touch lifelink. The beginning of your end step, choose one. Feed or friends. Feed. Target opponent loses life equal to the amount of life they've lost this turn. That's pretty cool. Friends. You gain life equal to the amount of life you gain this turn. Also pretty cool. So, I will probably be doing the make people lose life, because I'm a bit of a fucker. Um, but, uh, you can run this both ways. This is just a really good commander for uh, aristocrats, I think. Because opponents are going to lo- lose a lot of life, and you're going to gain a lot of life, so you can choose which one you do. What? An aristocrat black-white commander? Because it has death touch lifelink and can make people lose their game life? Mm. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I think if you really want to go, like, the best aristocrat deck, this isn't better than Tesa, but I think this will be, like, a more fun take on Tesa. It definitely looks funnier. Yeah, I mean, Tesa just gets so boring after a while. I can only play that commander for so long. Also, rogue. So you can do rogue things. Yeah, you can do party stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your card gonna be? Uh, alter a ball. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. One in the black <laughs> artifact. Um, it is an adventure card, so I'll do the sorcery first. A bone offering. So so basic. Uh, two in a black sorcery adventure. Create a tapped four-one black skeleton creature token with menace. Okay, that's crap. But the artifact, two and a black, tap. Exile a creature you control. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Activate only as a sorcery. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, for one in the black, and then every turn you can pay three, exile a token, and. Return target creature card from Gary to the battlefield. Uh, that's amazing. Like, so, yeah. and it's an artifact. Okay, um, I'm not gonna get into it too much, but like, okay, you're playing, uh, let's say, red black. This is just an example. Okay, so you've got a dockside in your graveyard. Uh, you bring dockside into play. And then you use Unwinding Clock, tap two of your treasures, untap the altar of ball. And then somehow sack your dockside. Yeah, you can do a lot of dumb stuff with this. Uh, easily. Ugh. It's pretty good. I like it. And I'm a degenerate necromancer, so it's okay. Uh, who is it, you know? Uh, yeah. Cameron. I, I did... 
build a yeah. mono black deck, and I did put the card reanimate in it. I think I'm a part of the club now, guys. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you have completed your application. <laughs> Please stand by for a review of your graveyard. Um, one, this is just an offhand mention. Thank God for reprinting Black Market. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Two, the actual card I want to talk about is Black Market Connections. Uh, <laughs> okay. Two colorless and one black. With a, It's an enchantment. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, choose one. Sell Contraband. You create a treasure token and you lose one life. Buy Information. Draw a card. You lose two life. Hire a Mercenary. Create a 3-2 colorless shapeshifter creature token. With Changeling. You lose three life. Um... Very versatile for a three mana enchantment. It gives you draw power, it ramps you, or you can make a dude. Yeah, it's pretty good. But also thanks for the black market reprint. That card needed it. How much was black market? Because uh, like I've had one for a while. Twenty five to thirty, I think. Twenty to thirty oh bucks. My God. Yeah. It's such a good card. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since it's been reprinted, I could now probably pick one up for like ten ten, twelve bucks probably. Just open one in a pack, dude. Right. Um, my next card. Normally I like to kind of stick to uh, alphabetical order when I go through my cards, but uh, I'm going off the list because this is probably my favorite card in the set. From the Catacombs. Three black black, return target creature card from a graveyard to the battlefield with a corpse counter on it. If a creature would leave the battle, if that creature would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. The corpse counter does not do anything. It doesn't make it get exiled, so if you remove the corpse counter, it will still get exiled. It's just there as a reminder. Uh, additionally, you take the initiative when you play this, and it has escape for three black-black and exile five of the cards from your graveyard. So you can just you can just keep bringing stuff back and keep taking initiative over and over again. I love the dungeon mechanic. I like reanimator. This is two of my favorite things slapped together. So it is a premium cost. Five mana to reanimate something's not great. But five minute reanimate something and take initiative, and also you can do it again and again is really great. And usually when you're playing reanimated decks, you have your graveyard filled up with a lot of stuff you don't care about because you're self milling. <laughs> so I'm gonna be buying a lot of this card. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't argue with a reusable reanimator <laughs> card. But I've got something else that's kind of cool. Uh, this is probably the first time I've looked at an Esper Commander in a long time and said, this is going to be fun to build. And that is Bane, Lord of Darkness. Um, yeah. One, his name is Lord of Darkness. Darkness is my favorite card. That will be happening. Um, <laughs> and he's a one and Esper, five, two, Legendary creature, God. Not a lord, God. He's, I think he's the only god in the set. I know there's two. There's ball. There's like the, the Diablo gods are in here, basically. Um, ball, Bane, blah, 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 blah. Now, as long as your life total is less than or equal to half your starting life, Bane, Lord of Darkness, has indestructible. Okay. Pretty good. That's pretty cool. For a 5-2, for 4 mana, that they got to balance that out, right? Now, whenever another non-token creature you control dies, target opponent may have you draw a card. Okay. If they don't, 
You may put a creature card with equal or lesser toughness from your hand onto the battlefield. This yeah, is this card's great. Equal or lesser toughness to the creature that died. Okay. That sounds awesome. Because for synergy, one second. Like, this makes you want to build a deck where all the creatures have the same toughness. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> just it's everything. just basically going to tell them, I'm either drawing a card or putting another creature into play that's probably yeah. going to die. And then I'll draw a card and put another creature into play that's probably going to die. Oh my god. <laughs> you, know <what's, laughs> you know what's really silly you can do with this guy? It's not that great. Uh, you <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Then I'll say what's degenerate with what I'm going to do with him. That's going to be a concussion. <laughs> Let's say me and Cameron are in an alliance, right? We're in a truce. We're kind of working together, right? And Josh, you kill my bane. I, you, like, cast murder targeting my bane. I can response, sacrifice a creature with two or more toughness, and then Bane's, put Bane's trigger on the stack, respond to his trigger, return him to my hand with, like, uh... Oh, what's the portal card? Where it's, like, one mana return a creature to your hand. Or return a creature to its hand unless, like, pay one. But yeah, I can bounce him to my hand... Of, and then let everything resolve, the murder will fizzle because its target disappeared, and then I can have Cameron let me put Bane back into play. Eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Other fun thing... Well, okay, not... Okay, yours is cool, but mine's me. <laughs> um, Tainted Aether. Um, it is a enchantment that says whenever a creature enters play that player's controller must sacrifice a creature or land. So if all my creatures have the same toughness, um, <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to put this creature into play. I'm going to sacrifice that creature. Okay, am I going to draw a card or put another creature into play? All right, I will play another creature and just have it set up with death triggers and stuff. And then, um, yeah, and just... <laughs> And just have a thing where when death triggers, I draw a card. So, either way, I'm gonna get another dude to die. Or something silly. And then just throw in a great pact. Why not? Yeah, why not? You know, spice of life. Yeah, I'm not spice of death. <laughs> mm, darkness. Okay, I'm gonna be over here in my corner of evil stuff. Um, Cameron, your turn. Um, you guys both play a lot of, uh, Reanimator. I know I keep bringing this up. But uh, I really like cards that are very two-sided. Like, you can choose to help yourself, or you can choose to make somebody else's life a little bit of a living hell. <laughs> Eldritch Pact. Six colorless and one black first, and it's a sorcery speed. <laughs> Target player draws X cards and loses X life, where X is the number of cards in their graveyard. Uh... If I believe this to be true, it is not very hard to put 40 cards in your graveyard. <laughs> uh, you can just outright yeah. kill somebody for 7 mana. Well, it's it's in their graveyard, right? Oh, I guess so. Never mind. I misread it. But still, yeah. spectacular <laughs> card. To, like, I need to watch out for this card now, because I'm going to lose games to this so often. It's going in my Necrosar. I already knew. I mean, oh, like, that would be so I wasn't going to talk about it. Like <laughs> seven mana to like if if you the game's been going on for a while and there's been a couple of board wipes, like you're going to have like 
anywhere between 10 to 30 cards in your graveyard sometimes. And if somebody's playing yeah. mill at the table, like Eldritch Pact just draws you like 12, 15, 20 cards. <laughs> or draws somebody else 12, 15, 20 cards right. and loses them 12, 15, or 20 life. It, it's, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> I think this card's hilarious. Yeah, and if that doesn't do the trick, you just peer, them, peer into the abyss first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 14 mana, somebody loses the game. <laughs> Get uh, out of here. You know what? Let's just throw in a Chains of Mephistopheles. Make him suffer. <laughs> uh, somebody pull out the flowchart. <laughs> just just, just put this, this many cards into your graveyard. That's what's happening. Alright, this next card is quite possibly one of my favorite designed cards in Magic. Call to the Void. Four to black. Each player secretly chooses a creature they control and a creature they don't control. Then those choices are revealed. Destroy each creature chosen this way. I think this is so sick. I think this is actually insane. Because it's basically, everybody's like, alright, everybody's at least losing one creature. And then usually a couple people are losing two creatures. But, like, if you know, like, if I have a... What's it called? Like, a creature I know everybody wants dead, I can choose it myself, because I know it's gonna die, and then basically I don't lose two creatures. <laughs> but, like, if I have... Because, like, let's say I have, like, a um, Azusa, and everybody wants my Azusa dead, and I also have some plants. I could, yes, choose a plant, and then choose something else, and then lose my plant, and then make sure that thing I wanted gone was dead. But, and then I'd also lose Azusa, probably. Or, I can choose Azusa and choose something else, and those both go away. But then the next layer comes in, where everybody knows I can do that, so then they might not choose Azusa, so they can hit other stuff. And then I cannot choose Azusa to counter that line of play. It's crazy. It's just, it's a lot of, like, is he thinking, how many steps ahead of me is he thinking? I don't know if that made sense, but it made sense in my head. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. I think Josh is still processing what I said. <laughs> Everything okay, Josh? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm trying to digest a card here. And... <laughs> I'm going to come back to it if I figure it out and I like it. Um, because fraying line is weird. Um, oh, my, my next card that I like in rares is Gale Waterdeep Prodigy. Yeah. Uh, two and a blue legendary creature human wizard for 1-3. Uh, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, you can cast up to one target card of the other type from your graveyard. If a kill spell cast from your graveyard this, this way would be put in your graveyard, exile instead. She's a background. Okay, so this basically says I cast an instant on your turn, I can immediately follow up and cast a sorcery on your turn. Or I cast... Yeah, it's just basically that's, that's what it's saying. And it's fucking cool. I like it. There's shenanigans. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I think Gale is going to be seeing a lot of play with a lot of different stuff, but I think he's basically one of those commanders that, like, the background doesn't matter too much on him, but I'm sure there's a couple of backgrounds I'm missing that'll going to make him go over the edge. 
I'm sure somebody smart and clever can come up with that for me. <laughs> Gale is I mean, uh, really nutty, I think. He's one of those commanders that I would try to make work and then hate myself for not being able to make it function the way I want it to. <laughs> I think uh, the only background I really liked with him in my first briefing was like Scion of Halaster, which basically says every time you withdraw, you can surveil first in a way yeah and that just feeds his fuel basically yeah I think that was probably pretty good you could also do something with like the criminal pass to just make him like also a beater <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah Cameron you got anything else up com coming up I'm a big fan of cards that can assist one of our fellow group mates for magic uh she built a Delina deck, and we all sort of contributed some pricey cards to it to help it function <laughs> very well. Fucking Voltron her deck together. <laughs> like, Ragavan, and Kiki Jiki, and Dockside Extortionist, and a bunch of other cards that we, we gave her for her deck, just because we're like, we want to see what this deck can do, go! <laughs> Hold on, no, we're, we're talking about the Dockside. <laughs> so, she, she does some art. She did the art for our... Uh, What's it called? Our Discord. Our Discord icon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Caster was like, alright, make me, like, how much do you charge for making uh, custom tokens? And she gave her the number. Alright, make me that many tokens worth, and I'll give you, like, however much key. I think uh, Dockside was 50 at the time. Yeah. And Caster's like, alright, make me $50 worth of tokens, here's a Dockside. Caster hasn't seen a single token yet. It's been, like, a year. <laughs> <laughs> How many she did scammed him so hard. I think I think it was like ten or fifteen tokens. Like he wanted a specific art or something. Does he I play treasures? Remember. No. No, I think he want. No, he wanted just a bunch of like a specific artwork that he knew she could make of goblins. I don't know for his uh, Kranko deck. Why Caster is so hell bent on giving people Dockside extortionists? I got one for my birthday. Austin got one. I think Castro has like two or three more just laying I haven't around. gotten shit. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> Furbolg Flutist. Uh, <laughs> four mana. Uh, it's six mana. Four colorless, two red. It's a four-four giant bard. When he ETBs, you gain control of target creature you don't control until end of turn. Untap it. It gains haste and myriad until end of the turn. Uh, yeah. I see this card and my brain goes... Wow, if I put that in Delina, I just get a bunch of hasty myriad creatures from my opponents. <laughs> you won't get to attack with them, though, because Delina triggers on attack. Uh, that's true. Ah, yeah. But you still get to... No, I meant... But if you have an Ash... Oh, yeah, that's true. Sorry, never mind thinking. No, you're fine. Keep going. It was your, it was your card. I'll talk about it later. Yeah. It doesn't I, immediately synergize, but it still does the thing. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I guess I didn't really think about it. I think another one that would be better that came like alongside uh, Delina was Rionia. She does almost the same thing that Delina does, but she makes copies equal number of non-creature spells you've cast. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty good. I, I I think the card's sort of insane because it gives them myriad, which is just gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh, you have a Blightsteel Colossus? <laughs> Mine. <laughs> so yeah, Delina runs a lot of extra combat, so if you steal a bunch of stuff, then go to extra combat. 
you can steal a bunch of stuff, then swing with them again. And additionally, she runs a lot of stuff like Ash Nods and Phyrexian Altar, so you can sacrifice the tokens you get for value. Um, I believe the tokens go away after combat with Delina, but there is a step in combat between uh, after damage that you can sacrifice them. So you can do the damage and then still sacrifice them to get value. Yeah. So, like, I, I think it still has value in Delina, even. And you just steal blockers, worst case scenario, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's just, it's just a cool <sighs> card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, um... Yeah, hurry up, Brian. I got one ready for my turn. <laughs> uh, I was I was looking at I was looking at cards that synergized with other cards we were talking about. <laughs> no. Um, I gotta do Jahira, friend of the forest. Two and a green for a two three. Tokens you control have tap at a green. Choose a background. So, I know somebody who plays the. I'm saying somebody because they transitioned and I do not know their pronouns anymore because I haven't talked to them before in like years. Not, not because of the reason. Not and that's fucking me. respect, people. <laughs> um, fuck, where's the card? Uh, so, Setin, Cross and Protector. They used to play this deck. Uh, tap an untapped druid you control, add green to your mana pool. This says all tokens you control have tap, add a green mana. So notably, that has the word tap an untapped token, and this has tokens you control have tap to add a green. So this doesn't get around summoning sickness where that one did. So you'll need about a haste outlet, like in Court Crossroads. But notably, you also have choose a background. So you can take a red background to get a bunch of haste outlets, or you can take a white background to build, like, white-green tokens and get a bunch of mana outlets. Yeah, like rabbits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the rabbits. This is this is really good with the rabbits. Like, if you play the rabbit commander, this goes in the 99, and the rabbit commander definitely goes in this deck's 99. <laughs> yeah, it's energy. And yeah. do, do Selesnya things, make tokens, get mana. Do the Selesnya thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, do you, uh, do you want to do your card? You seem pretty excited Ooh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Um, and I am excited for this commander non-ironically. Um, his name is John I Irenicus, but I'm going to call him John Ironicus. Um, Shattered One. Oh, I was going to do this card. <laughs> <laughs> Two, a blue, and a black. Great, three-three elf wizard. At the beginning of your instep, target opponent gains control of up to one target creature you control. Put two plus one plus one counters on it and tap it. It's goaded for the rest of the game and gains. This creature can't be sacrificed. Whenever a creature you can own but don't control attacks, draw a card. I love it. You get to be an arms dealer. It's so cool. <laughs> All of you know how much I loved the equipment of uh, that let me equip my commander and hand it around the table. This commander is going to do that. And <laughs> I'm going to equip him with that equipment and send him around as well. We're all going to be giving all of our stuff to other people. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think this, I think this guy's sick. This is, it's going to be freaking great. Um, I might also build this guy. <laughs> like, I am non-ironically going to go to the table, including myself. Like, I'm going to give him the equipment. Um, I forget its name at the moment. But basically, it does the same thing as John. I can send him around the table. It doesn't goad him. He doesn't have to attack. 
but it does say that they can't be sacrificed. And every upkeep, I can give it to each person, which means that their end step, they're going to have to give away one of their creatures and goad it. And in one round of him getting back to me, four creatures are going to move around the table. They're all going to be goaded, and it's just going to be hilarious. I guess you could say this card's really the goad. And the thing is, is... <laughs> I... That's such a bad sign. That's wow. such a bad joke. <laughs> I can actually even, like, equip him with that armor, and then at my end step, I give John to somebody, and then I bring him back on my on that upkeep. Yeah. Like, it's like that. Like, I just give John to people and then bring him back. So I just keep making John bigger, and every time he attacks, I'm just like, Burr! Yeah, I, I think this guy's sick. I, I really like him. Non-ironically goading the table. <laughs> I love it. Um, who, do you, who do you have, Cameron? Oh, going pretty far back up the list, actually. I wanted to mention this card as my first card and forgot about it. Uh, Abolith Spawn. <laughs> Two colorless and a blue. I love reactive magic. Uh, I like playing Mystic Reflection in my decks. Flash. Uh, Ward 2. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control... Uh, hold on. Let me reread it. My brain is frying. Whenever a creature entering the battlefield under an opponent's control causes a triggered ability of that creature to trigger, you may copy that ability. You may choose new targets for the copy. Um, sick cultivator Colossus. Let me borrow it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, Adolith spawn. It has flash. Yeah. It has built-in protection for itself, and it's only three mana to copy other people's activated abilities. No, I think I think this card's sick. Is it just activated? Or Whenever a creature ETBs. Under an opponent's control, and it causes a triggered ability of that creature to trigger, gotcha, yeah, you may yeah. copy that ability. So, your Avenger of yeah. Zendikar, I also get an Avenger of Zendikar. No, I think I think this card's sick. I, I think this card's going to see a lot of play. Um, I think, uh, what's it called? Oh, Josh just said the most atrocious thing in my <laughs> chat. I was trying not to say it on the podcast. Josh, Josh just said the most... No, you gotta say it. You gotta say it. Please forgive me. No, don't. I deserve any hate I get for this. But what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to build blue-black poison creatures and use John to give everyone infect creatures to hit other people. <laughs> That's actually horrendous. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this seems like a this card seems like a more fair whole creature, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Like three mana blue flash creature. When they do something, you do. Uh, it's kind of. I guess it's more similar to uh, Notion Thief, but instead of stealing their effect, you're getting it as well, which I like. I like as well. You don't stop their effect from. And happening. a lot of the really powerful ETBs in Magic are just green stuff. It's yeah, Cultivator Colossus, Avendra of Zendikar. Um, Whatever else they have, really. You know, if someone plays, like, a Reclamation Sage, you also get a Reclamation Sage. Like, I love this card. <laughs> a lot of the really powerful insert phrase here in Magic are green stuff. 
<laughs> and cards that <laughs> copy those effects are usually white. Yeah. Some fucking racism. <laughs> and and all the cards that do something similar but cost you life are black. Yeah. And then there's just blue um, who says no. I love, I do love how black and blue just sometimes just say like no, 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 nope. <laughs> Uh, you want to you want to do something with that creature? Put it in your graveyard. <laughs> I think the reason I like Reanimator so much is the one of my first uh, friends I really got into magic with loved playing fucking control. I was like, fine, put it in my graveyard. I'll just bring it back. <laughs> uh, my next card, I this card is like there's some stupid stuff you can do with it. I just don't know <laughs> what those things are. Uh, Miracle, Lord of Lord of Bones, uh, four. Get murked. I probably <laughs> Merkle. I actually think that's probably right. Uh, four white, black, green for a seven-five legendary creature god. Uh, as long as your life total is less than or equal to half your starting life total, Merkle, Lord of Bones, has indestructible. Whenever non-token creature you control dies, you may exile it. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that card, except it's an enchantment and loses all other card types. So if there's, like, any, like, ongoing effect that your creature has, like, whenever, like, Beast Whisper says, whenever a creature ETB is under your control, or whenever you cast a creature spell, draw a card, right? You don't care that Beast Whisper is a 2-3, right? You care that it has that effect. Same with Soul of the Harvest. So you can play it out, have this effect. They're going to kill it because it's a powerful effect, and then you get it as an enchantment again, which is harder to kill, and also, um, just you get it again. Like, you get it back. You exile the creature so you can't, like, do reanimator shenanigans. So I'll have to figure some way to cope with that fact that I can't really play this Andrew Animator, but I'll figure it out. Oh no, my Magus of the Coffers has died. It's an enchantment now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, also you can like play Razaketh. Razaketh died. <laughs> that says <laughs> Razaketh's now an enchantment. You now have a Nurkana Revenant as an enchantment or a Crypt Ghast as an enchantment. Oh. Yeah, no, this... I'm definitely building this guy, and I'm definitely skamazing people. Like, this... <laughs> um, like guys, oh. guys, I think you're forgetting one of the best things you could do in this situation. Uh oh. Obvious, What's that? and this is so degenerate and obvious to me. I don't know why you didn't see it. Uh, you play the enchantment that makes all your enchantments creatures. See, I was considering that, but then it's like I kind of don't want them to be creatures. I I kind of want them to uh be uh what's uh, it called? But the thing is, if they die. They come back as an enchantment, and they're a creature. Can and, you, can and you then, do that? No, it says non-token, and he puts them into play as a token. Right, you but exile then the original still, creature. But they're still creatures, so you can still do creature things with them if you want. Yeah, yeah, but you can't Merkle them again. I think that's decent, but I kind of like this for like the same reason like Perforous decks try to stay on uh, for devotion. That like it's harder to remove an uh, enchantment as a creature. Oh god, I think, I think that's a separate deck. I didn't but realize I think you could definitely do that. he was yeah. in green. I always forget yeah. the name of this card, but the seven mana green dude that makes all your stuff tap for triple can also become an enchantment. Oh, Nyx Bloom yeah, Ancient? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, actually, no, that's the play. That's the play. I play re, I play big reanimator and reanimate the stuff to get into play so it can then die and go away. I saw somebody <laughs> making a Merkle vehicle deck. <laughs> <laughs> God, vehicles are so funny to me because they're so bad. <laughs> vehicles are vehicles are like the silliest thing of magic. 
like, <laughs> both in gameplay and lore, they kind of, like, break, like, bend what, like, magic used to be, and so they, you get some really stupid scenarios. <laughs> yeah, so your vehicles die, they get exiled, yeah. they come back as enchantments that you can still crew. <laughs> yeah, you do need to crew the vehicle when it dies, because if it dies uncrewed, it didn't die as a creature. Right, but you get my point. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute it's a cute idea and I think it's gonna be funny yeah. when that person plays it bro am I gonna I'm just gonna have like five Merkle decks <laughs> what kind of Merkle uh, are we doing today who knows god <laughs> oh is it alright Cameron who do you got um wait no 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 Cameron's not yeah, after me Josh is sure. I'm sorry Josh how dare you <laughs> yeah, it's because um, I hate you. It's because of what you said in mod chat, actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and I said it out loud, too. So. <laughs> and I'm just going to give everyone infect creatures with John Ironic. And, and um, yeah, it's not my fault. Um, <laughs> um, so this is interesting. I, I don't think it's really good in Commander. Um... But Nighthawk Scavenger, I'm not sure how I feel about it, because for a 3-drop, it's going to be insane. For a 3-mana, for a 1-3 base. Oh, this is a reprint. It is? Yeah, this is from uh, Return, to, Return to the Return to Zendikar. Okay, never mind then. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, you can still go over it if you like nah. it. Nah. Nah, I didn't yeah. like it that much to go over a reprint. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, under Tronus leadership, vampires are finding new strength and leader and unity. Alright, I'll just go to Owlbear Cub. Um two and a green for a three third three three bird bear. Um Mama's coming. Whenever Owlbear Cub attacks a player who controls eight or more lands, you look at the top eight cards of your library. You may put a creature card from among them onto the battlefield, um, tapped and attacking that player. Put the rest in the bottom of your library. In a random order. <laughs> Wait, no, uh, let me scroll down to this card so I can read it. Uh, fuck it. It really helped me to learn the alphabet better. Oh. Uh, you can you can control F and type in names. Oh, it works on this. Yeah. I didn't know because it, I didn't know if it counted as a text document. Yeah, it does. It's a yeah Scryfall. It doesn't work for me on Scryfall. Weird. Mine works just fine. Oh wait, there we go. It just took a moment. I'm on Firefox though, so I'm on Chrome. No, it, it works. It just it just didn't work the first time. I think I was typing too fast. Um, oh my god. Yeah, right. This is this is so yeah. Again, great card to put in the Wolfgar if I Dale. Uh, because green. Yeah, because green. At at least you can't do it early game, right? Like they have to have eight or more lands. Like the only way you're doing this early game if they're is if they're playing fucking. Uh, like Azusa or something, and then they deserve it. Then they then they deserve to get hit. Or you're playing a deck that gives everybody lands. Yeah, but then you're being a nice guy. Until you hit them with a fucking owlbear. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of she was legendary. And all of a sudden, the owlbear brings out a Shia, and they're like, oh. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. <laughs> bro, bro. Yeah. Um... Who you dropping, Cameron? Uh, let me scroll up to 
find it. Sorry, I forgot the name. Yeah, and of while it. he's doing that, okay. I'll, I'll make. You know how uh, everybody's like, oh, I need ways to punish ramp players. Literally, the best card to punish ramp players is Albert Cup, and it's green. Yeah, Albert Cup's pretty good. Um, also, Land Hate. You know, it's pretty. People say Land Hate is a uh, taboo in Commander. I think this is. This is big green trying to make a trying to control the public. <laughs> you know, big green players. I'm just saying with uh, land hate, if you're against it, it's your fault that the person with Cabal Coffers or Borg killed you uh, with yeah. uh, Torment of Hailfire. That's your fault. You could, you could have blown it up yeah. if you decided to run a couple pieces of interaction that could deal with lands. Listen, I'm just interaction. If it's turn four. And I've got four lands, you've got four lands, Josh has got four lands, and fucking green play, green blue guy over there sitting on ten lands, and I cast an arm again, I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. True. Uh, <laughs> Except, or you are a bad guy for putting it in your deck, but you used it, it's okay, it's a, it's a good guy with a bad gun. The card I want to talk about uh, is a green instant, it's a Jahira's Respite. Four colorless oh, and one green. It's an instant. Search your library for up to X basic land cards where X is the number of creatures attacking you. Put those cards on the battlefield tap, then shuffle. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt this turn. God, I fucking love fog. It's a fog, <laughs> and it also ramps you. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> I mean, like, I have this card. I would definitely run uh, if... I was some big green angry player who was always getting attacked all the time and dying first at the table. Because you're playing hey, big wait green. A second. You, <laughs> hey, you wait are. a second. <laughs> that is you, Cameron, you fucking degenerate. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, right, it's like green players get to cast their eight drop with eight mana on turn five, and then reanimator players get to cast their eight drop with one mana on turn five and eight life. So it kind of, it evens out. You know? Yeah. Except the green player does it every turn. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. black player does it every turn if they're if they're worth their salt. <laughs> if they have enough life, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, they're worth everyone else's salt. <laughs> but I actually turn. really like, I really like this next card. Uh, I love politics in Commander. Uh, this is something that went over a lot when we did the Esper deck in uh, the competitive spoilers. Uh, but Noble Heritage, one in white, legendary enchantment background. Commander creatures you own have won this creature enters the battlefield, and at the beginning of your upkeep, each player may put two plus one plus one counters on a creature they control. For the for each opponent who does, you gain protection from that player until your next turn. Uh, and protection filler player means you can't be targeted, dealt damage by, or enchanted by anything controlled by that player. Your creatures still can. But they can't swing at you. They or they can swing at you, but it won't do anything. Um, they can't lightning bolt you. They can't uh, make you discard through targeted discard. So it's pretty good. It basically just says if I'm basically saying I'm gonna play this, and if you don't put two counters on it, that means you're declaring that you want to do something to me, so that I can preemptively stop you. And if you do put the two counters on it, you just can't do anything. So like you get the upside if they put the counters. If they don't put the counters, you get to know that something's coming and prepare for it. So another, really like another bonus there. Um, mm -hmm. You put two counters on yourself. Yeah, you also do get two counters yourself. You get protection from yourself. So if you have effects that would hurt you too, they don't hurt you anymore. Like, 
oh, I don't know, um, there's red, a bunch of red cards that hurt each player by dealing damage when things happen, like uh, that dinosaur, uh, Ferocidon. Yeah, yeah. And then you put a bunch of things out and you don't get damaged by anymore because that's your effect and you have protection from yourself. And Notably. Yeah. <laughs> Notably, you, you can't, like, necropotence yourself a bunch because it doesn't say it doesn't prevent life loss. Yeah, it's a cost. You, yeah. you don't get protection from costs. And you can't target yourself, too. So if you want to play, like, target player, search slow library for something, or target play, Like, you can't sign and blood yourself after playing this. Right. So be smart with it. Yeah, it's a good card. I like it. And yeah, it's very and it's politics, a and it's a bonus. Yeah. Um, my next one, it's it's interesting, and it's a neat thematic you can play with. Um, Raphael, Fiendish Savior. Yeah. Three and a black red for a 4-4 four, four Devil Noble, flying. Other demons, devils, imps, and tieflings you control get plus one, plus one, and have lifelink. Okay, cool. You automatically have a tribal commander for those four creature types and it's all of them so yeah that's awesome at the beginning of each instep if a creature card was put into your graveyard from anywhere this turn you get a one one red devil creature token with when this creature dies it deals one damage to any target which also has lifelink so yes <laughs> You yeah, mill yourself, you get a 2-2 really cool. that when it dies is going to deal one damage and give you one life. Seems great. My, I have, I have some beef with this card, though. <laughs> but I don't think the life link uh, would happen because the creature wouldn't be there anymore when that trigger was on. Maybe. But still. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. It might. We'll have to look that up. No, I don't think, uh, I, I'm not confident enough to give an answer on that. But at minimum, um, a demon tribal commander Let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go, and now you have your problem with it, it's probably demons, go ahead. No, well, there's another commander who I really like and I've wanted to build, and this is just better than them, <laughs> but <laughs> it, their effect is less cool, and you can't even run him in their deck, so you can't. You have to run them in his deck, so let me try to pull it up. Um, there we go, so Zuroth, Chaos Rider, is from Jumpstart, uh, two and a red for a 2-3, Legendary Creature Devil. Whenever an opponent draws the first card each turn, if it's not their if it's not their turn, you create a one-one red devil creature token with one of the dies deal one damage to any target. Whenever one or more devils you control mm. attack one or more players, you and that player each draw a card, then discard a card at random. So I really like him for devil tribal, but this this kind of seems better. So I, I think I'll still probably end up building Zeroff, but I think uh, this guy's really cool too. But it just kind of eeks me that I can't play him in the Zeroff deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> Devil Trapper. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah, Kevin. Uh, Spice it up. I am just in awe of the legendary creatures in Baldur's Gate. They're there so cool. There <laughs> are so many cool different play styles and new toys to play with. Zevlor, Eternal Exile. Uh, he is Grixis, one colorless, blue, black, red. He's a 4-2 Tiefling Warrior. He has haste, and then you can pay two tap when 
Uh, you next cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets a single opponent or a single permanent an opponent controls this turn. For each other opponent, choose that player or a permanent they control, copy that spell, and the copy targets the chosen player permanent. Yeah, that's um, sick. What is the... I always forget the name of this card. The... You take control of target player's next turn, exile this card. I think it's like seven... Something Nightmare. Oh, oh, uh... Eternal Nightmare, Never Ending Nightmare. I don't know. Something like that. I'll pull it up. Anyways, uh... You can just, uh... Do that, and then you get to control all three of your opponents on their next turns. Uh... <laughs> which... It, it's like nine mana to do that, but also, uh, it's funny... And second of all, there are so many cool things you can do when you can just worst fears. Yep. Like, so sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Good. It's just neat to be able to play a card like that because you can. Yeah. I mean, there are so many options with having to target multiple things. Like, worst fears, for example. You know, you get to control all three of your opponents now instead of just one. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind if I do. Now that's a lot of damage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I will probably pick one of these guys up and make it, because it's just cool. No, yeah. The the worst part about Baldur's Gate is I know I'm going to be poor for a while, because I'm going to be spending all my <laughs> stacks. I'm fucking... It's, it's going to be it's gonna be ramen for a while here the, in, my, in my little apartment. Um, another thing with that... Um, target each player part is I get to use cards that I think are really good but are normally bad in Commander, like Remorseless Punishment. Target opponent loses 5 life unless they discard 2 cards or sacrifice a creature or planeswalker. Repeat this process once. But then I get to do that to both, to every single person. So You do it to yourself too, right? Uh, it's opponent. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of cool cards you could actually use that become good in Commander because of that. Yeah. Like, Tyrannize. Or Wit's End. Oh, <laughs> Wit's End. Um, you know. I'm at my Wit's End! Yeah, you just say, okay, look, uh, I mana, everybody, um, all my opponents discard their hand. Alright. This next card's so sick. Because this is a rule that I would like to say my D and D party should have followed, and they are now facing the consequences. Stick together. <laughs> Three white white. Each player chooses a party from among creatures they control, then sacrifices the rest. Which is one six. So for those who don't know, party was a mechanic in Return to the Return to Zendikar. Um, and basically, party was an AFR. No, it wasn't. We, we we went over this in our scrap recording. It was actually... I'm really bad it wasn't an AFR. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, it's not that... There wasn't that many great cards around it, and I don't think it ever really took off in Standard or anything, and definitely not in Commander. But to choose a party, you choose up to one of each. A Cleric, a Rogue, a Warrior, a Wizard. And then you get... A bunch of different cards have effects about that, like that benefit your party. But uh, for this, like, usually this means that everybody's sacrificing, like all their creatures but one or two, because it's very rare for somebody to have all four. And this is a great way to reward somebody for building a party deck, which is kind of not that great. Yeah. 
Well, I keep I kept forgetting that party was not a mechanic in Commander. Well, I guess well it makes so much sense for AFR, right? It, it does, and for it being a yeah. Dungeons and Dragons set, like and it was in standard at the same. It was in standard at the same time as Zendikar, so like it would have made that. I guess they when they were designing Zendikar, they didn't know party was going to be as good as like it need that little power spike. So maybe they were worried it would be too much because they designed the sets ahead of time. But yeah. Yeah, but if they designed it ahead of time, it's like the same year that AFR came out, right? Yeah, well, they assign, they design sets like two or three years in advance. Yeah, but um, they should have been designed at the same time, so I mean, why not? Why wouldn't they? Well, that's the thing. It's silly. It's silly. You're right. It, it, if they were worried that like party would have been too good if it had two sets of support, right? Oh, you mean like treasure? <laughs> I don't think they're worried. I don't think they're worried about treasure being too good. I think they Clearly. know treasure's too good. Anyway. I, I actually don't think treasure's like too great in standard, right? Like I think the only time it was like a big deal was when Goldspan Dragon was in standard. All I know is, is I have to redesign some of the card choices I have in my um my Mike the Dungeon Master deck now. Because I was building <laughs> that for melee, so I was only gonna use commander cards. Party's not in it, so. Well, there's going to be a couple party cards in the set. Yeah, but still. <laughs> not, Fair not enough. Not the same. I it's wanted. Not, I wanted not the same, Dad. I wanted dungeon party initiative. Uh, eh. I've ruined Josh's deck. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> deck is over with. Um. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do you got up next, Josh? Actually, actually, a party card. <laughs> oh, let's go! Uh, let's go! Solemn Doom Guide, uh, three and two black. Oh yeah. For yeah, a yeah. Tiefling cleric, four or five, flying. Each creature card in your graveyard that's a cleric, rogue, warrior, and or wizard has unearth one in a black. Where they, you pay one in black, or during the battlefield they gain haste, and the exile begin next instep, or if it would leave the battlefield, unearth only as a sorcerer. But it's your party's necromancer. <laughs> yeah. No, I think this guy's great. I also like really like the art on him. I kind of like the way it's framed. Like the wings aren't quite symmetrical. Right. On. My my art analysis. But yeah, I think this guy's great. I love Unearth. You can bring your so like <laughs> if you want to run this in a. Um, Obeka Brute Chronologist, you can unearth the creatures and then end the turn before they get exiled. Or as the exile triggers on the stack. So yeah. It's pretty good. Do you got, you got something cooked up in your skull there, Cameron? Um, yeah. Uh, Will's Reversal. Um, I really like Bolt Bend effects. Uh, so, Will's Reversal is an instant in red. It's two colorless, one red. Choose target spell or ability with one or more targets, then roll a d20 and add the greatest power among creatures you control. Uh, 1 through 14, you may choose new targets for that spell or ability, and then 15 or higher, you may choose new targets for the spell or ability, and then copy it. Mm -hmm. Which I think is just fantastic. It's just, it's a one mana less wild ricochet but you don't get the guaranteed copy yeah but like if you think about it like 
if you have a creature with power five or greater, right? If you have a creature with power five, fifty percent of the time you're getting the copy, right? Yeah. And then from there, it's just all value town. So yeah, I think this is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, if someone goes to like path your fucking commander or something, you can wills reversal it and obviously change it, and then maybe you get a copy and get to hit somebody else's commander as well, so you get a two for one. Yeah. Or you hit two of your own other creatures and go get two lands. Yeah. <laughs> That's ramp, baby. That's red <laughs> ramp right there. <laughs> Maybe you hit two of your uh, weenies instead of hitting your commander or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like cards like that. I'm a, I, I try and play Bolt Bend in like all of my decks. I would play the free one, but I just can't bother spending $20 on that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little expensive for my uh, for my particular taste. Um, I think I have like one or two cards left, and then I then I reprint. I want to cover. How's everybody else feeling? Yeah, uh, I think I got uh, two cards left in rares that I really like. Yeah, in rares, of course. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, I'll go up next then. Uh, this card I don't think is particularly powerful, but I think it's gonna be really fun. Um. Let's see if I can get this pronunciation right. Raga Draga. <laughs> yeah! Uh, Gorgut's Boss. Two red green. I think, Cameron, you were telling me about this Yeah, because I uh... pulled one, and I was like, what is the name of this card? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for everybody who wasn't here, Cameron pulled this guy who tried to explain to me what the card did. Like, th- and he took, it took it like... It didn't take him. It took me three attempts to understand what he was saying. <laughs> but because there's a lot on this card. Each creature you control with a mana ability. It's plus two, plus two. So first off, run Cryptolithrite in your deck. Um, whenever a creature you control with a mana ability attacks, untap it. Great. Whenever you cast a spell with... <laughs> if at least seven mana was spent to cast it, untap target creature. It gets plus seven, plus seven against trample until it turn. This card's sick. It's... <coughs> it turns your weenies into slightly bigger weenies and then also lets you attack with the weenies for free without having to spend mana on them uh, or use their mana. And then also yeah. you get to pump creatures for just doing green things. You also get to go infinite with, if you have him, um, Cryptolith Right. I think it's Cryptolith Right the one? Sure, why not? Let me check. Yeah, Crypto's right. So that's uh, one to green. Each creature you control has tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So it gives everything you control mana ability. So if you have him, Crypto's right, and combat celebrate, you just get infinite combats. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. So that's pretty good. <laughs> and that's, like, really easy, because, like, you're already running Crypto's right in this deck, like, hands down, because it makes it so each creature you control benefits from his first two abilities. Oh, God. It just, I one, I love the name of the card, and two, the abilities are sick. But yeah, it's but it's also yeah. like, it's weird to see uh, Gruul get like opposites of each other because I know a while back we got what Nikaia of the Ancient Ways or whatever, where um, mm-hmm. it's like non-creatures, right? I don't know. It's just. Red green is sort of all over the place, and that's what makes it like yeah. one of the most versatile colors, along with, of course, green blue, <laughs> which just does everything yeah, everything else does up. but better. <laughs> yeah, um, Nikaia was three red green for a five five. Uh, you can't cast non creature spells, and then your lands tap for an additional yeah. mana. Though. It's just 
I guess it's not really an opposite. It's just different. Uh, yeah. But like I said, it's like it's why I'm a Tamir player. Like I love just the three colors in Tamir, um, and all the cool things you can do with them. I have three Tamir yeah, decks. I never play them. I just like them. <laughs> Those three colors are definitely in the top four colors. I'd, I'd give I'd give them that. Yeah. Can't forget about black. Um, <laughs> black? <laughs> it's not even close, dude. Yeah. I fucking I love me some black magic gathering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, 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 I think mm. that means uh, you're up next, Josh, because I did Dragon Dragon. Oh, you did. Um. So, I'm I'm looking at this card, and it's it's another non-legendary, which I really wish this one was, because it'd be great. Um. And in a way, this card kind of scares me because I know what it synergizes with. And it, I'm looking at Uchulon. Or Ukulon, whatever. It's three and a black for an X4. And its power is equal to the number of crabs, oozes, and or horrors you control. Okay, that's that's pretty cool tribal synergy. But then it has horrific symbiosis. At the beginning of your end step, exile up to one target creature card from an opponent's graveyard. If you do... Create a token that's a copy of Ukulon. Ukulon? How do you spell Ukulon? I'm having trouble finding it. U-C-H. It's a U. Yep. Um, there's two cards that in my brain immediately synergize with this. Um, one is green, and that is Scoop Mob. Yeah. So, it immediately just Wait. keeps getting bigger as you get more Scoots. Wait, does this work with Scoop Mob? It's an ooze, isn't it? No, Scoobon's an insect. Oh, I thought it was an ooze. Um, okay, fine. Then there's one card that synergizes with it that I absolutely hate. And that is Toxel. Man, those are slugs. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, I think I think Toxel is a horror, but it doesn't make more. Right, it makes it makes uh, slugs. but It doesn't make anything, I think, right? Uh, Does it? Toxel, when the things die, you get creatures. Really? I don't... Oh, fuck you. Yeah, beca uh, because, yeah, you because him killing stuff wasn't degenerate enough. Um, yeah, uh, they are slugs, though. That sucks. Yeah, but you could do a lot of things with this. Like, all it would yeah. take is just playing any black or blue card that says all your creatures are the same type. And mm -hmm. But either way, it's cool because you get the removal, it gets bigger, and you can build... You can put it in a weird tribal deck. Like, obviously, you could build Black X Horrors, which is really easy. Yeah, I and mean, you can build Umbers with... Like, this guy goes great in Umbers. You can even build a crab deck, because why not? Yeah. Is there a legendary crab? Who knows? There's a legendary uh, yeah. elephant, so probably. Or no, it's a blue crab, though. I don't think there's a blue-black legendary crab. You can just do it in a Morophon. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so um, the synergy's not there, but that means it's just an even cooler card for me then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he synergizes with himself, right? He makes the he makes the copy of himself and then builds off of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who do you got, Cameron? Um. Sorry, I'm looking through mythics because I, like I said, I don't really look through sets, so I was trying to prepare for mythics later. Um. I really. I have a feeling we're gonna go over a lot of the mythics. <laughs> <laughs> well, you we only got a little bit longer, so yeah. we'll have to be careful. Uh, wand of wonder. 
Okay, um, I'm out of rares. <laughs> uh, three colorless and one red. It's an artifact. Pay four, roll a d20. Each opponent exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile an instant or sorcery card, then shuffles the rest into their library. You may cast up to X instant and or sorcery spells from among the cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. If you roll a 1 through 9, you get 1, a 10 through 19 is 2, and 20 is 3. Um, <laughs> it's Chaos Wand, but multiple opponents? Yeah. Which is spectacular. I mean, it's the same mana cost, except it's not colorless, so it can only go in any deck that features red, of course. But yeah, still spectacular. I mean, like three three cards for free from your opponents, it's it's good enough. I mean, you can hit so many. Like you can hit somebody's blasphemous act if you need a board wipe. You can hit chain reaction. I'm just naming red cards, but you know, yeah, reshape the earth, it's a, living it's death. It's really good. I love cards like these, man. Ugh. Um, I'm going to go over my last card, and then I have a reprint I just want to shout out. Um, and my last card is Twin Collie Hunter. Uh, five green green for a 7-7 seven, seven Scorpion Scout. Um, and it's, it's Adventure. So the Adventure is Retrieve Prey, one to green Sorcery Adventure. Exile target creature card from your graveyard until the end of your next turn you may cast that card. Pretty good. And then it is Trample. Once each turn you may pay zero rather than paying the mana cost for a creature spell you cast from exile. So you can cat you can adventure with him and then play him. So you've spent nine mana and then cast the thing for free. So you get the creature you retrieve for free, and then you also get a seven seven for nine mana. So and sometimes depending on the creature, you might still be getting a discount on the creature if you get back like a, a super huge artifact creature or something. So I see he's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I can do that. Okay, I did find another rare. Oh, um, go ahead, yeah. And it, I wasn't really thinking about it until other cards were mentioned uh, because of the chaos, the wand. Um, mm -hmm. My last one's Wrathful Red Dragon. Three oh, yeah, and two red for five five dragon with flying. Okay, whenever a dragon you control is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to any target that isn't a dragon. So, my brain immediately... Um, when a card was mentioned, I was going to... I asked you both a question. Um, Cameron, Brian, are you dragons? Mm -hmm. I'm not are answering... Dragons? I'm not answering this question. <laughs> I'm not a dragon. <laughs> Neither of you should identify as a dragon, which means when I blasphemous act, I'm killing you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a D's Nuts joke and just did not go for it. <laughs> yeah, because he mentioned Chain Reaction. I'm like, oh wait, that's how you break Wrathful Red Dragon. That oh, or Blasphemous yeah. Act, and you can use, like, Fury Emancipation to triple the damage. Uh, I will say, if I have Dragon Form in play, this shouldn't be allowed to target me. <laughs> <laughs> this shouldn't be allowed to work on me. <laughs> Player becomes a dragon. Yeah. Um, um, that would be cool. But no, yeah. I'm going to Blasphemous Act you to death. <laughs> and I don't have to have repercussions to do it. This is death. This is, like... A reprint of repercussions. Yeah. And I love um, it. This makes me want to build red black dragons. Ooh, red black. You can build it with Blade Wing. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> After I blast my sack to anyone who's still alive, I get my dragons back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reprint I wanted to shout out was Traverse the Outlands. Uh, four and a green sorcery. Search library for up to X basic land cards where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Put this onto the battlefield. Tap, then shuffle. Great card. Has needed a reprint for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, do we want to do the mythics at a later date? Because we are at two hours right now, and I have a feeling because a lot of the, a lot of the mythics in the set are really busted. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Um, yeah. we'll do a quick scan. Each of us will do three mythics. Each of us will do three mythics. All right. Yeah, and then we'll do more later, like when we're talking about like precon upgrades and stuff like that. I'm sure. Yeah. So, and obviously, yeah, the dragons are great. We don't have to worry about. Those. I don't even want to talk about the ancient dragons because they are all pretty <laughs> straightforward effects that are. I'm talking. I'm talking about one of the ancient dragons, and you can't stop me. Go ahead and do that first, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. we'll move Ancient, ancient black, ancient brass dragon, five black black for a seven six flyer. When it deals combat damage to a player, roll a d twenty. When you do, put any number of target creature cards with total mana value x or less from your graveyard onto the battlefield, where x is the result. I lied. Escape from the Catacombs is not my favorite card. This is. I'm putting Fire Shrieker on this. <laughs> I'm just beating people and rolling D20s. And you know what? I'm going to get two once, and I won't be mad. <laughs> Except it's I not love a legendary, but yes. Um, no, it's not a legendary, sadly, so you can't... You have to tutor it out, but, oh, but still, how will I ever do that? <laughs> oh, no. Entombing your Flash Crash Dragon. Um, yeah. yeah, so we knew that was going to happen because Necromancer. Got it. Um, all right, Cameron, what's your first mythic? I am going to go with uh, Blood Money. I yeah, this love <laughs> black board wipes because they are so one-sided on so many ways. Like, you have the one where each opponent loses life equal to the number of creatures they control. You have... There, I think there's a couple others as well uh, that are just, like, one-sided. Like, yeah... The board's gone, but I drew six cards. <laughs> um, Blood Money is five colorless, black, black, sorcery. Destroy all creatures. For each non-token creature destroyed this way, you create a tapped treasure token. It pays for itself. <laughs> Josh is seething right now. <laughs> hey, it's in black, though, Josh. I see you running this. I don't know, it's just a spectacular board wipe. I mean, it's seven mana, but who cares? It gives you tapped treasure tokens. <laughs> Do you want to go next, Josh? No. <laughs> All right. Oh, no. Um, my next card is Commander Nagothrod. I haven't even read this card. I've read one line of text, and that's Legendary Creature Horror Pirate. So, <laughs> that's already why it's on my favorite list. Uh, let's read it. Uh, horrors you control of menace. Whenever a horror you control deals combat damage to a player, that player mills that many cards. At the end of your end step, choose target artifact or creature card to put a graveyard that's put there from their library this turn. That, oh, so it's also great. And then you put it on the battlefield under your control. Uh, it's a 3-6 for 3 blue-black. Yeah, this card's awesome. I'm building this deck. It's also uh, the commander of the Mind Flayers commander deck. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably buying, like, all of the commander decks from this set. They all look so good. 
All right. So my first mythic is Packed Weapon. Uh, oh, that's so good. It's three and a black. As long as Packed Weapon is attached to a creature, you don't lose the game for having zero or less life. Um, whenever a quick creature attacks, you draw a card and reveal it. That creature gets plus X plus X one turn, and you lose, lose X life, where X is that card's mana value. Equip, discard a card. Okay. <clears throat> well, yes, this seems really good. You Voltron, you put out a, you reveal a big card. No, for me, this is get myself to below zero life, and then uh, repay in kind. And then just pray nobody board wipes. <laughs> no, repay in kind. Make everybody have the same life as me. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> except they lose. <laughs> yeah, except they lose the game. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty funny. Absolutely. Um, what do you got, Cameron? And and you can pay costs that will take oh. you below zero with this card. Uh, no. Why not? You you can't pay life you don't have. Oh, that's fair. Oh, but you could ad yeah. nauseum your entire deck. You could ad nauseum because I think ad nauseum says you just lose life. Yeah, you lose life after it's done. Yeah, but if it says pay X life, you can't uh, pay that amount of life. Right, that's fair. But yeah, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, so you can ad nauseum or you can sign in blood yourself below. <laughs> yeah, and then fill it. Yeah, but you can't necropotence. Yeah, um, fine. You can only do that for 40. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> I know that this card is going to be like expensive because for whatever reason, goad cards are stupid expensive. I it, Probably because there's not enough of it and it's just a really good effect. Um, yeah. Bayloth, Baratel, Entertainer. I need to find a new card. Uh, yeah, this guy's sick. Four colorless and a red. He's an elf shaman 2-5. Creatures your opponents control with power less than Bayloth's power are goaded. Whenever a goaded attacking or blocking creature dies, you create a treasure token. Like, I don't mind the, the treasure token part of that, but the first part is so good if you can pump it's him so up. Good. Like... Everything is goaded, and it can't attack you. He also has choose a background, so you can do, like, giant background and make him a 10, or race by giants and make him a 10-10. You can do criminal pass to make him huge. Yeah. He's insane. He is spectacular. I want him in Jolene, because I run a lot of goat effects in Jolene. But, yeah, good card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, this guy's, this guy's super sick. Um... Josh, do you want to go again to get to two? Because I'm already at two. Oh, I didn't realize. Sorry. Um, yeah, well, I did Brass Dragon and Captain. That's fair. Uh, I'm Vexing Puzzle Box. Um, three cost artifact. Whenever you roll one or more dice, put a number of charge counters on it equal to your result. So three, and you can tap it, add one mana of any color, and roll a d20. Okay, so it, uh, it can benefit itself, even if it's the only card. And then you can tap, remove 100 charge counters from it to search your library for an artifact card, put it on the battlefield, and shuffle. It's pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. You can, if you're building a deck that does a lot of rolling, that's really cool. Uh, for me, I really like this card because I'm a huge Hellraiser fan, and that's what the art screams at me for the normal card. And, and I will yeah. I, I will play it because of that. I think that it's very okay. Um 
I almost feel like I'd rather run Tamio's journal for the effect instead, because I really like the tutor part. I know it's mana ramp, but I can't see myself using this in any decks. I I do like it though. Like it is an it, it is a good card. Uh, it's just slow. It's very slow for its second effect. Unless you're running like uh, I don't remember the name of the Simic Lady, but uh, Varel of Whole Clade, you can double the counters on it. Yeah. Which, well, sorry, you keep going. Which is which is pretty good. I just. I think it's just a very mediocre card for its effects when you could run Tamio's Journal instead, which is three turns, while on average I'd say that, like, Vexing Puzzle Box would take, like, seven, eight turns to maybe go off. It's a very fair well, card. Yeah, Yeah, it's, it's a fair card, and also you have to, if you're running anything else with, with D20s in your deck, this this is better than Tamio's, and you also have to consider that this is, like, giving you value outside of its second ability. Like, it's a three-mana mana rock, right? Uh -huh. Which is... Which is not great, but the ability for it to be a three mana mana rock and also have the later effect is pretty great. And also, um, if you're playing a commander that rolls dice, like this becomes infinitely better. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're playing the uh, red green dragonborn from the pre cons in the last in AFR, you're playing this card. Or if you're playing Delina, like this this should go in Austin's Delina deck for sure. Yeah. And if um, you're playing in a rare, there's Will, Blade of Frontiers. If you would exactly, roll yeah. one or more dice, instead roll that many plus one and ignore the lowest roll. Yeah. Except mm -hmm. the dice, the um, the puzzle box won't ignore it. You still rolled two dice. You still at, get their result added in. True. So Barbarian class does the same yeah. thing. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the puzzle box if for somehow you get tons of counters it doesn't go away when you use the second ability like go get another yeah. artifact and it's still there yeah it's not a bad thing i mean it's usable in the right deck for sure but otherwise it's a it's a cool banner rock that has a side effect it's fair There's there's a lot of flashy mythics in this set. I think we should probably we'll probably go over them more at a later date. But uh, I think for my last one, I'm gonna pick like <laughs> this card's like oddly not that flashy. It's calculating glitch. It's four black black for a five five menace zombie wizard. Uh, whenever a creature attacks one of your opponents, that player loses one life. The player being the opponent that's getting attacked. I love the flavor so text. Just... <laughs> yeah. We share a common enemy. Does that not make us... I don't know I'm saying... Sounded like you We share a common enemy. Does that not make us friends? I fucking... This card's based. I love this. It's not that flashy, like, but it has a good effect. This is a card I'd put into, uh... Campbell. Uh... Yeah, for sure. Campbell is... That deck has so many janky black and white cards in it. I love it so much. <laughs> There's like because you also draw a lot of aggro when you play Campbell. That's because I point out all the time how much life people are losing. I'm like, oh, are you sure you want to play that? It's two life. It's two. Uh, oh, dude, I've done I've done eight life to you in the last two turns. <laughs> I do it on purpose because I I have life, so it's like people can attack me. It's fine, but. Also, yeah. Campbell does not get to sit on the table for long. He gets removed a lot, and it's painful. Yeah. This is great in Kazrak the Eye Tyrant, if anybody plays that, which is a great commander from AFR. All in all, I think this is like a, 
like I think despite it not being like Storm King's Thunder is like a super flashy card, right? It's great. It is a great card, but I think this will do a lot of work over the course of the game and also like maybe help you establish like a political presence on the table. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, but that is, that's my last mythic, so if you two want to finish it out. Yeah, go ahead, Cameron. I'll let you get your uh, last one, and I'll get my last one. Um, I know what my last one is, so don't you dare say it. <laughs> Font of Magic. Okay, we're good. Uh, three colorless, one blue. It's an enchantment. Uh, instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh... Commanders in blue get removed a lot. Nobody... As they should. <laughs> a lot of blue commanders are very controly or huge amounts of um, value gain. That just... Uh, it, it's just dumb, in all honesty. Uh, mm -hmm. And this says, oh, you removed my commander, and now my instance and sorceries cost four less. Shit. <laughs> you know, you get a blue sun zenith for... No. Four. Or you get like <laughs> your X spells just cost four less. Like, come on. Or you're playing yeah, no. Rograk and Tavesh, and you sacrifice Rograk like four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Notably, you don't this does give say a crap. from the command zone. Yeah. This so also you play works. Rograk, you sack him and play him again for two mana. You've already got two counters. Yeah. This works magic. with uh, backgrounds, right? Backgrounds count as a commander. Oh god. <laughs> I think they count. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure. They, they count yeah, they as do. a commander if they're in the command zone as a background. They no, are your so, yeah. second commander. Yeah. So yeah, you can play your commander, play your background. <gasps> your commander will probably die. Play your commander again. That's three. That's a three mana discount. That's already great. <laughs> what if you're playing a commander deck that um, says all your creatures are command are, are all your enchantments are creatures somehow, and your enchantment. You're playing all the backgrounds, and your um, your background commander comes into play as a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. My folk, I'm gonna beat you to death with folk hero. <laughs> Not the folk hero, just the thing that makes just him the a folk hero. Just the legend of the folk hero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Speaking of background, my last card, haunted one. Yeah, this card's insane. Two and a black for legendary enchantment background. And commander creatures you own have whenever this creature becomes tapped, it and other creatures you control that share a creature type with it get plus two plus O oh, and gain undying until end of turn. Yeah. That's gravy. Yeah. All you need is some way to tap your commander in a tribal deck to prevent a board wipe. Like, you know, to survive a board wipe for real. Like, and like even Saravak, I thought about it with him. Like, get all my knights out, and then I just gotta tap him. But he doesn't have a tap ability himself, so I would be looking for a commander that has a tap ability on their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, exactly. Because that's hard, or if you're playing like green and you're playing mana dorks, or um, you're playing an enchantment that gives your commander tap for mana, like we mentioned earlier, like suddenly all your land of war elves now have undying. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also just one of the best D&D backgrounds. Like, I, this is really, this is like an iconic background. I, I end up using it a lot. Because, yeah. I, I think I'm really happy that this made it to uh, Mythic. That's pretty good. I like it. Now I'm trying to figure out if there was a commander that I would pair this, but I probably would just put it in my tribal decks. Like, yeah. If I, no, like, I could swing out, and now all my tribe, my commander, and all my tribe has undying. Like in my Jaren, that would be horrendous. Like I'm swinging yeah. with five humans. Now they're all plus two plus zero oh, and undying. Oh, you killed my humans. I get more humans, and my humans come back. <laughs> they make a cat noise, too. <laughs> yes. But, yeah. All in all, I think this set's pretty... I'm, I'm really excited for this set. I think, uh... I haven't, like, bought a single pack of Capetta, just because I've been, like, super busy lately. But I think when this set comes out, I'm, I'm fucking... Buying some, if buying anything, some packs, there are awesome. so many good reprints in this set. Yeah, there are like, there are a lot. There's tons of great reprints. Yeah, amazing. Like Nib Mizzet Perun's in here. Um, like there's just just look at the Mythic reprints. There's a bunch there. Um, let me scroll back down. So many. Uh, Urbrath, the hit, he's reprinted. Yeah. Like Zenigos the Revelers reprinted. And. Uh, who else is here? I know I saw another one. Um, Primeval Bounty is pretty. I think has been was pretty expensive a little bit ago. Uh, Will and Rowan Kenrith are in here. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. They're reprinted from Battle Bond. So that's awesome. Um, and then we also got the. Uh, now, are you going to actually get them together? That's the thing. <laughs> oh, Primeval Bounty is not expensive. I I don't think we covered it, but the uh, land reprints too. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the battle, the, the battle lands. Lands. Yeah. yeah. There's just so many good things. There's tons of great reprints. Like Hornet Queen is in here. Like. Yeah, Hornet Queen was printed in Mythic though, which I think is a little ridiculous. And it's a lot better than it was originally printed though, <laughs> for a commander, and especially for yeah, a draft-based set. Sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are you guys gonna draft this set? Because drafting Commander Legends was is so much fun. Uh, when Commander Legends came out, and this I think this is gonna be just like that. I mean, if, not more if I have time, but I mean, there's so much stuff I gotta do, like especially this week. And stuff. We should uh, we should uh, get a box and draft it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna be back for a bit in July and August. I'm gonna try to take my summer classes online for that like month if we uh if we go splitsies on it i will certainly do that yeah i mean like what we're because this is a standard msrp set for draft yeah. boosters right it's i think it's yeah. uh it's like 109 it's, it's 105 for a draft box and then one damn 105 inflation hit and then hard. 110 for a set box yeah it's it's, well. it's 109 at abu for yeah. the draft box ah. 109? God, these fuckers, dude. <laughs> I think that's what they're set at, but you know. But, hey, you know, it's Wizard's fault. They don't, if they keep raising the price, they're going to keep raising the price. That's just... Yeah, exactly. yeah I, know, I know it's not APs. <laughs> and we can always use uh, my account to buy it if you want to. I think I've, I'm still sitting on a level 12. <laughs> I have been for uh, like I, a I, year and a half, two years now. Something it like resets that. if you don't buy from them, and it, I think mine keeps resetting. Yeah, my, <laughs> I'm always buying from ABU, so. 
you how do you check your level? Um, sign in. You your... have to look at your account. Yeah, sign into your account and then go to your let's see like account info. Um, maybe. Hi, Joshua. Account info. It used to uh, say on account info. Let's account see. balances. Account balances. Oh, I'm level ten. Yeah, I'm at uh level twelve. I have four thousand four hundred and thirty points. <laughs> I'm at I'm at level ten. What are the points used for? Uh, the points just signify your rating. Uh, I don't know oh, where the gotcha. tier. Oh, there's a tier list if you click on it. Yeah, so, if I spend thirty more dollars, I move to level eleven. <laughs> so, but I need to spend. But on my cast uh, purchases. Yeah, but on my cast purchases, I save thirteen percent, which. You know, yes, their cards are a little overpriced, but if you're actually there spending money, like, it adds up over time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, 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 when it says cash, it, it just means not trade credit, right? Yeah. Like it, doesn't, it doesn't literally mean bills, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it means, like, your credit card and gotcha. actual What is considered money. a cash purchase? When you make an order and pay with a cash payment, credit card, PayPal, crypto, or check, it is considered a cash purchase. Your order with partial credit and cash payment will receive points towards your rewards level equal to the cash payment part of the order. For shouting out ABU games right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, so level 12 is 15% off singles and 5% off everything in the store, and it's over 2000 So Basically, I, if you've spent over yeah. $2,000, you're going to save 15% on singles, which adds up. Yeah. It does reset if you don't spend it, though, which because I know for a fact if it didn't, I'd be so high because I've, I have spent... So much at this yeah. <laughs> damn store. Yeah, I was level oh, you're, 12 you're before level. quarantine. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that mean I've spent? I think I've spent at least 1500 AB. Jesus Christ. So, since the um, they did change it. Um, mm -hmm. Your points don't go away if you don't use them, but uh, your points go away 12 months after you get them. So if in January you spent $2,000, you would be level 12 for a year just off those points any points you gain in that time after will in january you would have the rest of the points from that year oh i get it so one big purchase doesn't keep you there for that makes sense all right that's weird i guess that's good for people who are who are like consistently making small purchases which is kind of like me right now yeah it keeps you up and keeps you going you know yeah. and if you have like if you spend all your big money on your tax return, well, the, those points are going to last you for the rest of the year on small purchases. <laughs> or you can be like, or you can be like, I think it's Mike who goes to league. He has like fifteen, like hundred in trade credit in ABU, and he doesn't even care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mike's he's, just like, what he, do I want? He's also he's also such a nice guy too. He is the best. He's yeah. so nice. Like he's one of those few people that, you know, he has all the cards, but he doesn't exploit it like yeah he'll bring strong decks but he understands this goes in this thing i'm not playing this with these people like yeah he's he's a great casual player or, or he, competitive when he wants to he really embodies uh, embodies the spirit of the league yeah thank you he's embodifies that's what i think i was gonna say this time it's like a necromancer spell. It's like I'm in bodification of casual. <laughs> I'm gonna embodify your corpse. <laughs> I gotta go eat some food and stuff before uh, yeah. you show up to get me yeah. to go to ABU tonight. So all right, yeah, you need to embodify some noms. Yeah, um, I am yeah. <laughs> hungry, man. Like I am. All right, and and that is our 
quick analysis of just random cards as we're going through. Ooh, this looks cool, basically. At a glance. Yeah. Baldur's Ooh, Gate candy. at a glance. <laughs> oh, that's a good title. Right, I'm hitting the end record button now. Me too.